Hello, everybody. It is that time of year. It is the Christmas season. We are here bringing you another episode of Elite City. There are jingle bells in the air and a snowstorm on the way. So what's going on, Mr. Rick? I'm, I'm pretty good considering. I mean, there's no snow yes. here yet. They're, they're, they're planning for it. They've canceled everything tomorrow. Like they shut down all the schools. They're like they're preparing. Nice. But nothing's happened yet. So hopefully wherever anyone's listening, they're, they're yes. not freezing there. They're okay. Yes, it's. It looks like a majority of the states are going to be freezing at least t- tomorrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's going to be nasty. And, and yeah, it seems to be a lot of places that don't usually like we get. Yes. It's cold every. It's Canada, right? So it's always gets yeah. cold every winter. But like a lot of the U.S. doesn't get that. So hopefully they're okay. Yes, stay stay warm, uh, and stay safe. Don't try to be a hero i saw some of the videos of this wind that's coming true the wind looks like that like it's not producing a lot of snow but it's literally snowing sideways wow (laughs) oh yeah it's crazy so we have that to look forward to so we should probably get moving in case the storm hits me before it hits you (laughs) (laughs) so uh anyways it was AEW Dynamite Holiday Bash. I kept forgetting that there's still Rampage, so this isn't the last show before Christmas. So, uh, all in all, we're gonna go through everything. But all in all, it was a great show, a lot of fun, uh, and a lot happened, which I I was surprised that so much happened because I thought a lot of people would be home. Yeah, know. I thought it was a real. I mean, you could tell part of the roster wasn't there just based on. Yeah. Was, but like the shows, it wasn't just like a silly like holiday show where like nothing really matters. They actually did right. a lot of stuff. So it was good. Yeah, it was very good. And I'm really, really hoping <laughs> John Moxley gives Santa Claus the Death Rider. And <laughs> I see, it better happen tomorrow because it didn't happen on Dynamite. <laughs> That's all I want to see. It's perfect. Perfect moment. It's the Stone Cold Steve Austin moment where he gave Santa the stunner and the 20,000 people went bananas. Yeah. Didn't they do that in ECW? I remember people being upset that ECW did it first and then Stone Cold did it yes. and people gave him uh, credit. I think it was like Sandman or something. Did I, was say, I think it was Sandman that like he caned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he caned Santa. It's a genius spot. It's perfect. <laughs> do um, you remember that like Survivor going off topic? Survivor series used to always have because it was like the last pay-per-view before at the yes. time, the last pay-per-view before the holidays. So they always had like Santa come out at the end and like wave to the crowd or whatever. And yeah. one year, do you remember when they had Santa Claus? No. <laughs> they had Santa come out, but then he was like mean Santa and he started like yelling at kids. <laughs> That's and then amazing. Savio Vega came out and like defended the kids and like scared <laughs> off Santa, which would have been fine if that's all they did. <laughs> but they made Santa like a wrestler, <laughs> which I don't know how they thought that was going to last outside of like the month of December. Right? Like, yeah, like, that's, that's a very specific gimmick. <laughs> like the rest of the year, what were they going to do with Santa didn't last very long. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> that's amazing. 
Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's that's a little too specific of a gimmick. I like, looked it up. Santa Claus was Balls Mahoney. Wow. <laughs> wow. So there you that's go. In, that's incredible. He was evil Santa. He was from the South Pole and he stole presents. <laughs> they even had a backstory. Yes. And he was with the, the million dollar he was with the million dollar man. Of because course. because everybody has a price, even Santa. Even... <laughs> and but <laughs> Santa only wow. made a couple appearances before never being mentioned again. <laughs> wow, that that made my life. <laughs> that was incredible. That was, I think, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, nineteen ninety five. Wow. Then he probably left there and went. How did I not remember this? Like, and then immediately prime... went to ECW. Yeah, yeah. That was like prime me watching wrestling and i do not remember that at all no i remember specifically because i was like i was like a teenager so i wasn't like a kid anymore and i remember watching it and being like oh yeah they always have santa come out at the end and then santa was me and i was like blown away (laughs) that's incredible but yeah the fact that they tried to make it into a gimmick that lasted more than one show i thought that was amazing (laughs) that they were like no this 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 evil santa gimmick has legs this is really gonna work we're gonna (laughs) run this all year round Oh, wow. That is incredible. <laughs> anyway, sorry to waste anyway. everyone's time with a Santa Claus story. But... I, I, no, I'm happy that I found out that that exists. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have things to look up on, on YouTube when <laughs> we're done later tonight. Um, anyways, uh, Ricky Starks is, ob- I mean, we all know he's a bona fide superstar, but as the weeks are progressing, he's getting he's getting more of natural reactions not like the the i said something positive now it's your turn right yeah you know like they're starting to learn his mannerisms his cadences and this this promo was it was very good yeah it was Uh, good it was a really good promo it was it it it, i like because it continued him as a you know top main event guy yes it wasn't just like he lost mjf and now he's back down the card yeah, he, he, you know, he also hinted of, it, you know, he said he's not done with MJF, but, you know, we're going to set that aside for now. Um, I, I, Jericho has not gotten enough credit for what he has done. Well, for AEW in general, but just about like the past year, year and a half. Like he comes out to interview. Uh, interrupt excuse me i stumbled over my words there comes out to interrupt ricky and surprisingly immediately puts him over like it wasn't like oh like you're okay but you could be better yeah no you're going to be world champion one day right it was just like that was such a cool thing for jericho to do it's like on national television put his seal of approval on ricky starks that was such a cool spot cool move yeah i've noticed jericho and this isn't a knock on jericho well it kind of is um (laughs) he he always (laughs) he always seems to want to work with the guy who's like hot at the time true like he worked he you know he worked with moxley he worked with danielson but he worked with uh eddie before he like he worked with orange cassidy like he tries to work with the guy who's hot at the time and it works twofold i mean it does help put the other guy over because he's with Chris Jericho, like Chris Jericho is a big star, so having right, you know, him be that works. It works for the other. Like, what's going to work for Ricky Starks is going to put him over. Yes, it's also selfishly 
putting Jericho over because he's yeah, oh, absolutely <laughs> he's working with like the hot guy that everyone wants to see. And yes. he's then now he's with Chris Jericho. So you're going to watch. I'm I'm excited for this feud, but I'm also worried because of what happened with Eddie and yes. that I'm still I'm still not over it. I'm still upset <laughs> yeah. that he never like Eddie never got to beat him in like a final match. I know he beat him the first time, but he never right. really like had a big blow off where he just got to beat him. And I'm a little apprehensive of that. I'm also a little apprehensive that this feud is going to last like 12 months <laughs> yes, because we'll, it's we'll be here. because it's Chris Jericho. But yes. but it's good. I mean, it's it's a main event level feud for Ricky Starks. So that's yes. good. Uh, I, I just everything about it was was cool. I mean, obviously, he offers uh, he offers him a spot in JAS and he declines and then Jake Hager jumps uh, Ricky from behind and they had to put the little little knife in Jericho because action Andretti makes the save yes what a I mean if I was paying a little more attention like I would obviously saw that coming but not like kind of zoning out a little bit not uh made me so happy it was just so cool like because I kind of forgot that that just happened. Yeah, and the well, action ready thing goes against the what I just said about Jericho always working with like the top, true up and coming because he's <laughs> he's like he's a good wrestler. I'm not knocking him at yeah. all, but like three weeks ago, no one knew who he was. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, he's not. This is an example of him working with someone who basically is basically unknown. Like I know I'm assuming he had an indie career that people someone's going to say I've been watching him for five years. But right. most people haven't. Like he hasn't been on TV, so correct. That is pretty cool that he's working in like a a pretty high level angle with Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho when he's. I mean, he has like what five matches in AEW, like three on Dark, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's been on, on television for like eight total minutes, and he's working. With yeah, Chris <laughs> Jericho. Like yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> now th- this. This whole thing, I, I specifically made a note note of this, and I'm going to put you on the spot because I think Jericho gave away the date of this full blown. I, I it, it's not a rebrand, but they're gonna like up the production value. I think like yeah, who was it? Show. Was it Jericho or was it Ricky Starks who said New Year, New AEW? Well, I don't I, remember. I, I, I think it might have. I think it might have been Jericho. I think you're right. Okay. Um, but yeah, January 4th, new year, new AEW. Uh, do you think that's what they meant? That's I'm gonna, yeah, I think so. I feel like the they, they've hired a new producer, I don't remember his name now, um, who's apparently a big, a big deal. And uh, they've been talking a lot about this. I feel like I don't know, I don't know if they're just gonna get a new set or like a new, new ring apron or new colors or like is it a whole new thing? Like, is there a new theme song? Yeah, is there a new, like, yeah. I don't know it's it, it, they're, they're making it seem like it's a big deal and it's I, it, you know if we tune in january 4th and it's just ring aprons and you know yeah, stuff like they, that they move the lights a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah like i mean i'm not gonna be like mad but right i'd have been like ah, i'd expect it a little more with the hype like they are hyping it a little bit now yeah i wonder if it's gonna be like do you remember when raw changed to raw's war and they got rid of like the, the raw letters and they put up like the big screen and they got the new theme song and everything it, that could that could be i feel uh, like could it be something like that where like they rebrand the whole like it's still called dynamite but it's like 
a whole different yeah, show. I don't like, know. Yeah. And, and I mean, hey, that's something you have to do. And it's yeah, I mean, how many sets has Raw had? Raw's had like you know twenty different sets or something. Yeah. So. So yeah. Um, now just go ahead. I hope it's not just like a bunch of LED screens. And I know that's the trend, not just with WWE. Yeah. Like, I, it's not, it sounds like a shot at WWE, but it's not. Like, that's it is, but it's oh, not. Oh no, it, it's with a, any new arena. It's a trend with any new arena, whatever yeah. they they just line it with LED screens. And I understand why, because you can make them say and do anything pretty much, and yeah. it's probably not that expensive. But I hope that's not all it is. I hope it's still a bit more, you know, like it is now. I, I would. I mean. If I could guess, Tony Khan is a traditionalist, right. and there's a better chance of it literally being guys walking through a curtain than right. I think that there is of LED boards everywhere. But yeah. then again, I could I could be wrong, but yeah, I I just have a feeling he would go traditional. He just he just buys the raw set from 1998 <laughs> and just puts it on. Right. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> Oh, that'd be incredible, <laughs> actually. Um, we had the World Trios best of seven uh, match up next. It was match five of seven. Uh, n- no disqualifications. Anything goes. The Elite versus Death Triangle. Um, Don Callis on commentary. This, These matches have been nothing short of incredible each week. Uh, to get the same match seven times now i know they took like a week or so off it hasn't been set it's not going to be seven weeks in a row obviously right yeah like next week i think there isn't one either right yeah i don't think there is yeah um so for you for that to happen and keep your interest that says something for the people involved and every match has been entertaining yeah and they haven't just been like crazy moves there's like right. there's a there's a story running through the series. Yes, which is cool. Of like the you know the young bucks they're injured. Kenny's injured, and the Death Triangle is taking advantage of it. But also there's the thing with the hammer, and yeah. there's Ray Phoenix and them get along. Like they have an actual storyline going through it, as opposed to just we're gonna go off for twenty minutes every night and do a bunch of crazy spots. Yeah, yeah, and which they do also do, but they correct. put a story yes. to it. It I would have never guessed that. <laughs> an ankle and a hammer could make <laughs> intriguing television and right it really has they're doing a really good job they are and <clears throat> to me it just shows the level of detail that they're going like they're willing to go through to you know mix selling the ankle i mean it's just Oh, it's it's so old school, but so new school at the same time. I don't know. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've said this about the Bucks a lot, and they are like a spot. They're a new, they're a new style wrestling team, right? They're like yeah. the old school guys like Jim Cornette hate them. And I I can I don't hate them, but I understand the knocks against them. Mm-hmm. But they they have a sort of ring psychology that you wouldn't expect from a team that just flies around like that. You would expect yes. them to just be like a spot fest team when they are, but they have, I mean, they have a storyline to it. They have a, they have psychology in their yeah. wrestling more so than you would expect them to have. Yeah. And, and, oh, like I said, like the level of detail that they hit is 
unbelievable and, and it's the the creativity is really flowing in these matches and from not just the bucks like everybody yeah all of them everyone but, everyone yeah. in all these matches have been great uh but yeah the the level of professionalism in these matches has been through the roof um, i just want to take a moment to shout out penta and the christmas tree the whole the whole segment <laughs> he did incredible. where like they were all fighting and he's just like i'm gonna go get this christmas tree like there was he was yeah. he just like went out of his way to, and it got stuck and then he had yeah. to pull it apart and yeah. like he was he, he was very very focused on this christmas tree when like your brother and teammate are like getting beaten up you're like no no yes. no, i have to get a christmas tree that will work yes, <laughs> yes. And let me let me redecorate it and then throw somebody into it. Yeah, it, it came apart. Incredible. He put it back together. It was so. <laughs> when it, I think I even texted you when, when it, he just carried it down the ramp and it <laughs> fell apart. I literally was cracking up. That was he just, great. Oh, it was such like a natural human moment. Like it fell <laughs> apart. He just stopped, put it back together, and picked it up lower. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what you would do. <laughs> It was so. Awesome. It was great. It was. It really was. And the, my second thing, I think I mentioned to you when we were watching the match. Um, I absolutely love when like Alex got in- interfered in the match, and Brandon Cutler was standing there with the camera, but like he didn't interfere. He just like, right. no, I got to record this. This is my yeah. job. I got to make sure that this goes on on BTE on Monday. So I have to. Like... Yeah, I can't. I can't miss any of that. Footage. Yeah. <laughs> they all played their roles really well, even like the. The, the guys who weren't in the match, Alex yes. and Brandon and Nakazawa, like they all did. Nakazawa was there, right? He was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because he, um, he got involved. He did yes. move and like the crowd popped. It was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everyone did a good job. Everybody did a great job. Um, let's shout out Kenny's moonsault with the trash can. I thought that yes. was insanity. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Uh, yeah, I feel no. like that was like the thing I saw. I saw Terry Funk do. Like it's been a long time. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time. That was that was unbelievable. Uh, we had barbed wire on national television. Yes. And when it got stuck on Ray Phoenix's tr- uh, wrestling pants, I like for a split second I saw it wrong and I thought it was stuck on his back. And then no, when I- Kenny ripped, <laughs> like, and then Kenny ripped, I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. It wasn't where I thought it was. Yeah, but like it was real barb. You could tell it was real because yes. it, stuck, it yeah. stuck to stuff, right? Like yeah. maybe it wasn't as sharp as like actual barb, but like it was sharp enough to stick to yes. your clothes. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was unbelievable. Um, Again, they earned their this is awesome chant. Uh, the elite, obviously, I mean, it's going seven. Everybody, I mean, they've announced <laughs> where the seventh one is. So the elite make it three to two. They're obviously going to tie it up three three next. Yes, um, especially because, as we know about wrestling, um, we heard the Bucks on on uh, Road to be like, "Well, no one comes back from a three one deficit." Yes. Like, well, you know what that means? <laughs> yes. If we know anything happens. about wrestling, that means you come back from a three one deficit. Yes, it does. I'm surprised they didn't make it a three nothing. I am too. I they they yeah. let them. They let them go 2-1 yeah but 2-1 makes more sense if you think about it because if they go 3 nothing, then you obviously know but giving them the win to make it 2-1 you can still have that triangle lose one right so they did it smart doing it that way right not 3 nothing. so um next well i i wrote down next week but it is not next week the next match 
is falls count anywhere yes um that is just uh, there's better be like 18 referees because <laughs> with six guys there no none of them are going to be where they're supposed to be right <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> uh it's going to be I think this one has potential to be the most entertaining because they're going to go wild. Like, yeah, I think Falls County, even more so than a ladder match, because, you know, ladder matches are great. I love them. Yeah. But like, they always have those, like, weird moments where, like, someone has to really slowly climb up the ladder because yeah. you can't just walk up and win the title right away. <laughs> so <laughs> they all, every ladder match has those. But, like, Falls County anywhere, like, they could just be ridiculous. Yeah, like they're gonna be out outside, inside. They'll be jumping off stuff. They'll yeah, they'll jumping, be in concession yeah. stands. They'll be like, yes. yeah, it'll be fun. It's gonna probably cost Tony a lot of money, but <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I <laughs> love gonna... I love chaotic nonsense, so it'll be fun. Oh, it's the best. Um, excuse me. Uh, I I really liked the next segment. Um, I, I don't know if this is going to be part of like the new um the new aew moving forward but they did a it wasn't live it was from last week but it was mjf's reaction to being chased down by danielson it was like after the yeah tv cameras went off type segment it that was, was really cool. cool i liked it i liked it because it felt and, and i know it's wrestling obviously but it felt real yeah. like it felt like it was yes. like like a, an actual and mjf felt like a real person because whenever you see him on tv yes. he's like very he's well spoken to the point that in character even you know he's planned out what he's gonna say not even yeah. like as a wrestling thing like he's a person who's very composed and doesn't doesn't say things that he hasn't already thought about saying but this felt like a more you know human more real moment of him just being like upset it was yes. good yeah, it was very good. Um, I, like I said, I, I hope that's a, a sign of things to come because I really liked that. Like, it just had a cool vibe. It, it, it was, it was its own thing, but it was a new. It was new. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that in wrestling. Like, done that way. Yeah, not often, at least. Like, it's not. It's yeah. not a thing that I've done that, and I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally down with it. Um. We had another backstage segment with Action Andretti and 2.0. Anytime 2.0 is on television is a good time. So, I mean, obviously you saw what, well, you didn't see what was going to happen, but you, they weren't there to congratulate him like they said they were. Right. They're, so, they're <laughs> so amazing. I just love them. <laughs> and the, the greatest thing is I went, I went back and watched the clip again. Whenever Angelo Parker goes, and you might say you're on fire, and then he looks <laughs> at the camera, and then Jericho <laughs> throws the fire. When you go back and watch it, the look that he gives the camera is amazing. <laughs> I didn't even notice was, that, but that's how it's. I can picture it, and it sounds really yeah. Fun. Oh, it's great. He just says, "You could even say you're on fire." And he just <laughs> like deadpans the camera. It's amazing. So um, is Jer is Jericho a wizard again? I hope so. Because he's throwing fire again. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I really hope that he went back to the wizard because that was that was some of the funniest commentary he ever did as a yeah. wizard. So yeah. Uh let, let, let's if he does that, let's just hope that he sticks with it because the commentary as the wizard was amazing. Um do you think we 
do you think we get another one-on-one with Action Andretti and Jericho, or do you think it is going to be a tag match with um, Ricky Starks, Action Andretti, Jericho, and whoever he chooses? I think this probably writes out Action Ready for like two weeks. Like that was their way of getting him because he got a fireball to his face, right? So they could take him off for two weeks and then they can have, you know, the JAS beat down Ricky Starks and then he comes out for the save after like a couple weeks of not being on TV and then that might lead to a a tag match. I don't know if they do another one-on-one because Andretti basically has to win that. And Good call. I don't know if he would. That's a good call. I never thought about them like yeah, they could play off his injury now. Like, oh, yeah, that, they could they could say they could say he's hurt and like Ricky Starks is on his own and like he has no right. one to help him and then he comes out to save him. That's why I think it's going. I I'm totally on board with that. That's super. That's very great storytelling. That's what I hope they do. <laughs> and it seems like old like WC yes. like NWA storytelling where yeah. like they you know you burned a guy and now he's his teammates up by himself. Like it seems like something that would have happened to Sting in the eighties. Yes. Um, Moving along, we had Renee in the ring with Danielson, who, it it was a fantastic promo. Um, It was just a a little weird. It seemed off for, for Danielson. Not like in a negative way, though. Like, he seemed perturbed. He seemed upset. Like, I think, I think with him, and again, not yeah, you're right. Not not knocking the promo. I think he like he has several not characters, but several ways he can deliver what he has to say. Like I think the the actual person, Brian Danielson, seems like he's like kind of a fun loving kind of like guy who lets just lets things yeah. go. Like he's not too wrapped up in any particular thing. Which is kind of how the promo kind of was. Yeah. But the character that we've seen of Brian Danielson, he's just like intense and wants to hurt people. Right. So I think this was kind of like it started off as the intense yeah. want to hurt people, Danielson, and then kind of moved into more yeah. of who he probably is as an actual oh. person. I don't know. That's the way I took it. Yeah, that's that was uh, that it makes more sense to me now because, like I said, I just felt something was was different. Um, do you think he? Up. Do you think he's out of the Blackpool Combat Club? He, I don't know. Like he didn't say. So he left it. Um, he left it open. Uh, I think we're gonna find out more, um, maybe next week. But yeah, it's it, it's definitely an open subject. So that's yeah. I feel point. like I feel like the way he addressed it was kind of just like I don't expect them to forgive him, but I do. And like right. not that he's not that he's leaving the group, but like they have a they have a little bit of something to talk about, or they have a bit of an issue right now that like. Maybe right. they'll resolve. I don't know. And hey, like, if if they want to resolve it, like, let them fight. I'd love to see that. Yeah, <laughs> give, give me, give me Mox Danielson. I also Danielson. really like that that Renee was just like, so what does the Black Belt Combat Club think about this? I'm like, you live with one of them. Yes. you you <laughs> probably spoke to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I I also found it odd that Danielson put over HBK. Yeah, um, he like it, the the putting over William Regal, who's not there anymore, and HBK, right, which right. I mean, the William like, Regal stuff makes sense storyline wise, but yeah. yeah, bringing in the the HBK thing was an interesting choice. Which totally, I did not know until that very moment that 
Shawn Michaels trained him. Yeah, he went to um, Shawn Michaels. Remember when Shawn Michaels first retired in between the two, like when he tied, he started a wrestling school in Texas. Yeah. And Danielson went there. Ah, I remember okay. WWE showing like he wasn't like his main trainer, even when Danielson mentions he's like this other person was my main trainer, but he went to that. Oh, okay. He went to that wrestling school. So I remember WWE had like some footage of him working out with him when he was like 20 something. OK. Well, because I was going to say, like, it really got under my skin that like Danielson had to like fight through hell to get like any respect in WWE and like. Shawn Michaels could have went to bat for him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. It's a little, uh, it's a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, Shawn definitely has some pull. I'm just saying. Yeah. So yeah. And like, at no yeah, point were they like, "You train this guy," and he's like, "I don't know, I don't know nothing." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he is. <laughs> um, Danielson went on to call out MJF, which I thought was great, but we got it. It's happening. All ego, Ethan Page. Music hits, comes out with Stokely. Ethan Page is such a good heel. Oh, that was re- that was really cool too because it was like it was elevating Ethan Page. Yes, and it, you know, and then like you said, how Danielson like changed. He would you know, throws down the challenge. He was like, "All right, you're here, I'm here. Why? Let's just go right now." And I absolutely love what he was like. So did you just call me vegetable man? That was yes, great. That was that was oh, and then so Ethan good. Page responded with that's because I'm gonna turn you into a vegetable. Like it yes. was it was so good. It was very good. Uh Ethan Page is getting what he tr- truly deserves yeah. in the spotlight. And it's it he's running with it. I mean, he is gonna be 2023 is looking bright for Ethan Page. Let's just say yeah. that. The only thing, and I think I agree. It's just it's a it's always weird that he continues to have managers. It is like he doesn't need Stokely either. Just like he didn't need no. <laughs> uh, Lambert. Like he doesn't need any of these people to speak for him. I I if he's in the firm, I understand him having Stokely with him because right. the other guys probably need Stokely. Well, maybe not, but some of them do. Right. Um. But it's weird that Stokely came out here because he didn't really do anything. Yeah. I mean, he he kind of like cheered him on a little bit, right? <laughs> totally unneeded. Yeah, like Ethan Page can do this on his own. Yes, and but, maybe that's how they he eventually <laughs> turns face one day is he realizes he doesn't need any of these people. That's an easy out. Uh, you know, you could have Stokely like start to talk over him or something, and that right. starts to plant the seed of, oh, that's good, man. Dude, you're on a roll tonight. <laughs> snowstorms coming you're, you're on fire there you go <laughs> um yeah but ethan agrees to of course next week wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna wrestle in uh wasn't ready even though he unbuttoned his shirt which i thought was funny i know like, it's such a heel thing but i love any time a heel's like fine i will accept your challenge but not today i, not I like today. it every, every time they do it i it's think amazing. it's great yeah it's 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 the, it's the it's it's just an ongoing gag of a hundred years. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, we did learn that this is the moment you've been waiting for. I could say the name of the Battle Royal. Spoiler <laughs> alert. We learned that we're gonna have a trios battle royal, which is the three 
100,000 Three Kings Trios Christmas Battle Royal. <clears throat> Thank you. Wrote that <laughs> nice down. Job. Thank you. I'll never get that right again. I literally <laughs> wrote it down in bigger letters and like underlined it. I like because Tony Schiavone also didn't get it right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know, none of them wanted to like make fun of it. They're like, well, that's the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's an it's absurd name for all your. <laughs> $300,000 purse trios battle royal. <laughs> I don't know, but that's all I'm saying. And there's also people on the internet. It's wrestling people. Tony Khan is not paying them $300,000. <laughs> like, it's uh, it, like. Also, the dynamite diamond ring, not made of diamonds. <laughs> probably. Probably not. just a ring. <laughs> probably just a ring, yes. Yeah. Like, people were like, like first off, how could you be mad at this? It's pro wrestling. Like this is not a contest at all. So it's <laughs> like we do. Let's let's remember it's predetermined. They already know like, who wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's not just going to give a team a hundred thousand dollars each because he picked them to win this match. Like I don't I can't even say that out loud. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but they were like, oh, that's where the budget goes. Look what he's doing now. It's like, <laughs> he's not giving away $300,000. Like, also, I love that the Blackpool Combat Club is in it for several yes. reasons. One, like you look at everyone else who's in it and they're kind of like, you know, Dante and Darius Martin. Like they're a bunch of guys who are like lower card guys who in character could probably use $100,000, right? Yes. Like they're yes. lower card guys. But like John Moxley and Claudio do not need $100,000. <laughs> No, like, no, no. What no, do they, they, they've, they've been on national television for 15 years. <laughs> what do they, what do they, what yes. do they need that money for? Yes. Second of all, I love that they're teaming with Wheeler Yuta. And in character, if they would, they would split it evenly. And I could just see Wheeler Yuta be like, come on, guys. Like, do you yeah. actually need, can't, can't you just give me a little bit more? And they'll be like, nope, nope, nope. A hundred thousand per person. And Moxley yeah, yeah. just like adds it to a pile of money. And Wheeler Yuta's like, no, but I've, I'm clearly not as famous as you are. <laughs> oh, you'll get there. <laughs> you gotta pay your dues. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta buy some new boots. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's. I never thought of that. That's I hilarious. hope they take it. Whoever wins it, I hope they make it like a even a short term like storyline gimmick thing of like just having a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that'd be amazing. Just like whatever that person would do with it, like what Dark Order decides to do with hundred thousand dollars, or like whatever. Like I, th I hope they do something like that because that would be funny. See, that's. I mean, obviously, there's a plan for this, but this is where you just throw in like a garbage team that has Danhausen on it, right? And they win, <laughs> right? And then the whole year, Danhausen just talks about how much money he has, <laughs> and it's only a hundred thousand. He comes out, he's like, oh, I have a hundred thousand dollars, and everyone else is like, Yeah, that's not that. It's 2023. Like that's yeah. not that much money. <laughs> yeah, like he he like tells Tony Khan he doesn't need paid anymore because he has more money than he'll ever need. <laughs> like they could just go nuts with it. Oh, that'd be that'd be funny. Um speaking of funny, Samoa Joe and the King of Television, amazing gimmick. I love it. I, I, it's it's incredible. I I love every second of it. <laughs> um He's shouted. Well, I almost said he shouted out Wardlow. He calls out Wardlow, <laughs> and we're gonna get Wardlow versus Joe next week. 
Yeah. Unbelievable. And I, and I love his delivery of like a happy Christmas message. He's just like, hello, yes. I'm the king of television. Like it was great. Oh, it was he, so he, did, great. he did such a good job. I don't know such how you would good. fire him twice, but that's, in the same year. <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> well, so, um, I, I saw a good point was made on the internet. Um, believe it or no not. No way. Yeah. <laughs> they said that like when they told Joe, like, um, this is speculation, obviously, but like, hey, what do you want to do? And he basically said, from the speculation, I don't know if this is true, but um, I want to be like a WWE type character to prove to them that they screwed up. Right. So if you think about it, calling yourself the king of television, right? Uh, cutting these kind of like cheesy ish, yeah, super professional promos, like, that's kind of what this is right yeah that's great and it's incredible <laughs> if that's the true story what a what a middle finger to your former <laughs> place of business <laughs> i just i'm not gonna go on a tangent but i absolutely it they 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 released him then they hired him back and then like <laughs> a month later they released him again yes. <laughs> yeah i mean like that's not that's not even like not noticing talent like say assume he's not talented at all right For, forget right. the fact that he's talented like why would you <laughs> hire someone back only to release them again right. like, what, are you, what are you doing yeah because in the long run all that did was that kept screwing his 90 days right it just <laughs> kept resetting <laughs> and like that would that would not work in any other company like no other company fires someone hires the back and then like a month later is like you know what <laughs> we were right the first time like that's not oh yeah like the the american civil liberties union would be all over that <laughs> i mean they would like that's so not legal <laughs> <laughs> yeah only in professional wrestling like it's 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 weird it is such a I mean, like people always say, like, oh, it's such a carnival. Like, it really it is, is a carny. It really is. Like, like, we've talked a lot about, like, even like the stuff, like the travel and having to book their own flights, and like, it's such a like weird carny business sometimes. Yeah, um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I mean, these people that are in it are like they are a special person because there's so much stuff that they overlook that i would just it would drive me insane right yeah <laughs> stuff that like that you don't do in like a, a real normal job where like you just come into work every day and do your job and then go home like, yeah 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 like and then like you know you you, you watch a, an interview with joe like when he's out of character and they ask him about wwe he's like oh it's just business like that's not how business works <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's not how any other business in the world works yeah <laughs> yeah like it, it to just be that calm about it i'd be like all right you got two and a half hours because i'm gonna rant like that's, <laughs> that's what, if i was if i was joe i'd be like all right we're going down let's go i i understand like this is off topic again but i understand yes. i understand why like people don't want to burn a bridge with wwe by just like attacking uh, yeah. because you, you never know when like you could be need a job need a job again and want to come yeah. back but like the temptation to just like call out Vince McMahon when yeah. you no longer must be so huge that all of them must have to fight it. Like how badly must like everyone he's ever fired want to just like go off on him and just have it because they're like, no, it's not professional. 
but yeah, you know they want to. Someone's going to. Yeah, for like, as much as it's all, it's just business. You feel like you should, like you don't hire a guy, fire him, hire him back, <laughs> fire him again, and have him go. Well, just how it goes. Like no, that was yeah. just that was like either that was vindictive on purpose yeah. or or incredibly poor planning. That was one hundred percent punishment to Triple H. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, that was that was Triple H got a little bit of power and he tried to hire a guy who was a his guy right and then vince he said no 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 that's not how we do things yeah i feel like vince. um them firing regal was also a shot at triple h for yes. for no reason like yeah just to, just to be just to be like no you're not in charge i am and and again why would you put up with that like right for, first and foremost you would never have to work again just because of who your wife well first off you made millions of dollars too Let's right. just say that, like, right, and because of who your wife is, I if I was him and I would have walked in, like, I would have did the Grandpa Simpson when he walked into like the right. <laughs> club that Bart worked at, and just turn around and walk back out. Like, I would have walked into my office, he would have like smarted off to me. I would have been like, oh, okay, see, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just went right. I would have left and never went back. Speaking of the Simpsons, you know the one when Homer runs for sanitation commissioner and does a terrible job. And then yes. they try to bring the old guy back and he's just like, I'm just so happy to leave you wallowing in the mess you've made. Goodbye. I feel yes. like that's how Triple H should have responded when Vince stepped <laughs> down and like, now we want you back. I would have been like, nope, it's not what yep. I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. that's. I've great. seen this company. It's terrible. I'm rich. I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had a massive heart attack. I don't need this. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't know why you'd put yourself through that willingly. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess it's an ego thing. Uh, I don't know. That's why, like, the one guy in wrestling that you, like, I respect as, like, a business person is Kevin Nash. Yeah. Because he'll just be like, I made money, and then they didn't want to pay me money anymore, so I left. Like, he, like, he, none of it is, <laughs> none of it is just, like, it was a lifelong dream. It was respect for the business. Just like, nope, they paid me. Then they stopped paying me, so I don't work there anymore. Then I worked <laughs> for another place. They paid me more, so I worked there. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> Because the, honestly, that's real life. You right. Know, you 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 see when you max out at a place and you realize you're not going to get any higher in the company or any more money. Well, you start throwing feelers out. And, right. <laughs> you know. Uh, and again, if you're going to do the same exact job and someone's going to pay you like five times the amount of money right. to do the same thing, <laughs> right. you're going to go there. 100% right. of the time. That's why, like, I never, like, even with athletes and people are like, oh, don't you love the city? Yeah, like, I mean, you might love the team you're on, but, like, if they're going to pay you twice as much money to go yeah. somewhere else, it's, like, it's kind of silly not to take that. Like, yeah. And, I mean, I respect like, people who don't, but exactly. It's, it's kind of silly not to. And again, like, yeah, we always talk about, like, all pro sports, but, like, your window is so small. Right. So, make as much as humanly possible in that little amount of time yeah like and, like if like, tomorrow someone who i really like it like you know mjf was like i'm gonna go to WWE because they're gonna pay me twice as much money i'd yeah. be like yeah it's too bad that you're not on AEW anymore but like yeah. I, that totally makes sense 100 percent. like yeah and that's the thing that aew fans understand that wwe fans don't understand WWE fans take it personally, and if you notice, they're always like, "Oh, they turned their back on us." They did. First off, they don't care about you, and right. as they shouldn't, <laughs> right? Because this is their job. 
Right. Like, yes, they'll sign their autograph. They'll give you a couple minutes of their time. And like, yeah, if, yeah, if you chant their name at a show, they're probably happy for about it. But yeah, you're yeah, right. they're like. But is the general, you know, the general consensus? They're going to ask you your name. They're going to write it on a piece of paper, and then you do not exist because you're right. no longer a paying customer. Right. The next guy is the most important guy. You right. know, like, and th- so there's nothing to take personal. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're truly a fan, like you just said you should be like that's great that they're doing that because a they're branding themselves on a i mean face it wwe is bigger it's a even though AEW is a national company too but wwe just gets the bigger gigs like you know obviously guys have hosted saturday night live um you know made big time movies like it's a different ball game up there right and yeah, if you go there and you survive, you have a very good opportunity to not have to wrestle anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, moving right along, uh, we had a, a hook match versus Exodus Prime. Uh, typical hook match. Um, Shockingly, Exodus, hook won. I was very surprised. Yes. Uh, Exodus Prime did not get much in. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we will say, though, for how young and green hook is hook gets it yeah he played to the crowd in the middle of his match he acts like he doesn't care but he has everybody and including me and you sitting at home eating out of the palm of his hand yeah his like his like performance is really good like not just his wrestling ability which is also good but he's he's a good performer yeah if i mean if he, if this gimmick stays and he never has to talk, that'll be incredible because he doesn't have to at this point. If he ever does have to talk and he can talk, right? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like oh, Hook is Hook has potential to be the man. Yeah, and I mean, if he's ever in a point where he has to talk <clears throat> and he can't talk, you give him Taz or something as a manager. And absolutely he no longer needs to talk like yeah so yeah be, i mean he, he's gonna he's gonna go far yes he's yeah um 2023 is gonna be gonna be another uh, person to look out for they have been mixing in a lot of the the not the four you know when they talk about the four pillars they, they're mixing in a lot of like n- AEW young guys who aren't those yeah. four now, like Ricky Starks and Ethan Page and Hook. Yes. Like, there's a lot of people who they're bringing up to be the next group of guys who are going to, you know, yeah. break the main event scene. So it's 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 going to be exciting. And you know, speaking of guys being called up, we had Mox versus Darius Martin. Well, we forgot we forgot that at the oh, end of the Hook match, they were beating up uh, Jungle oh, Boy yeah. backstage. Yes, I I just turned the page to. And the the best part of that was Stokely like pouring out the chips. That was amazing. Because <laughs> yes. like, yeah, we beat up your friend, but also we spilled your chips. So yes. so there. <laughs> and you know Our, that's what Hook's more mad about is the 100%, chips. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hook stormed. It, it, like he it, he didn't necessarily. He kind of power walked because he didn't run. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but he like kind of moved faster. Yeah, he wasn't that there. anxious to get back. <laughs> right, right, but he was a little upset. Yeah. Um. This feud with Big Bill and Lee Moriarty, and Jack Perry and Hook is 
on paper, this has potential to be like, oh my god. I, I just hope they do everything right because uh, everybody knows, you know, Big Bill was big cast in WWE and Lee Moriarty is a young guy. And you know, obviously Hook and Jungle Boy, uh, yeah, J- Jungle Boy are both young, but they all deserve it. Right. Like, and I really even... like, I really like, like, I like Jungle Boy, I like Hook, and I like the team of Moriarty and Big Bill. Like they, yes, I like that here. team. They've got and, the good, like, kind of obnoxious little guy, and then the big guy who, you know, fights for him. Like pretty the, much everything. Yeah. Yeah. Lee Moriarty gets gets him in trouble by being annoying, and then yes. Big Bill comes in and like fights him. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I, I like the whole dynamic of everybody involved, and like I said, it has potential, but can it deliver? I hope it does. Yeah, I hope it does too. Um. So I apologize for skipping ahead. Now we are where I was four minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> um, John Moxley versus Darius Martin. Um, and and shout out to Mox for doing his 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 intro, uh, his his entrance, and then seeing a kid with a sign and walking yeah. back up through the crowd to sign this and then coming. But like, he still did it as John Moxley. He was still yes. kind of like, all right. He like power walked over and like signed it and then walked. Like he was still like angry John Moxley, but like he was also signing a sign for a little kid. So yes, that it was, was cool. It was amazing. It was great. Um, I know we, we usually yell at Darby for this, but Darius, Mox, we don't need suplexes on concrete floor <laughs> on TV. Right. <laughs> like, that's, that's, um, technically, we don't need it on pay per view either, but at least pay per views. <laughs> right. Like, especially events. <laughs> or at least, like, when you're trying to sell a pay per view, but this is just a random match. Like, these guys don't have yes. a feud. They're not trying to, put, like, <laughs> what are yeah. they like yeah what are yeah. they hyping up a battle royal on friday like <laughs> yeah the the 47 word long battle royal right i mean i appreciated it but oh you guys don't have to do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um darius what a showing um it really proved that you know darius is just as talented in the ring as dante um and I think that's kind of surprised a lot of people because we haven't, I mean, we have seen a lot of Dante. Right. Because Darius has been hurt so much. Uh, again, no knock on Darius. He can't help that. But now you, you're starting to see like how good top flight as a team is. Yeah. And now I want to see like top flight versus like the Lucha brothers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that would just be utter insanity. Yeah. I want to see them move up in the, I mean, the now who's there? Are they with AR Fox again in that the trios thing? Yeah, the AR yeah. Fox is back with them. So they could also do a trios match with Death Triangle, which would be cool. Or oh yeah, and give me more AR Fox all day. Yeah. Um. Um. Mox hits the Death Rider, and he gets the clean pin. Obviously, um, we saw that coming. Great match, though. And yeah, it was like good. I said, it was a good good showing. Um. Shout out to Mox, like you said, for going to the kid. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. We have the next chapter of the Book of Hobbes. Yes. Just because we rarely talked about this, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Where on earth do you think this is going? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> they, they, like, I get that they're trying to establish that, like, you know, he had a hard life and he grew up and it was tough. But, like, yeah, where eventually this has to they have to do something with that yeah like i don't know what it's 
going to be and it's not like these are like introductory vignettes like we're teaching us, like we insane. already know who he is we've seen him a whole bunch of times <laughs> yeah we know he's big and strong and now right. we know where he used to live and right we, like that he had a tough life but yeah these seem like know. what you would do to introduce a new character yes. that we've never met before but we like we all know who he is we've seen him wrestle a whole ton of times like it's it's a little strange i'm not sure where they're going with this now at the end of all this like if they have you know like somebody pulling the strings i think that would be cool oh yeah yeah that's an option uh but at the same time like that's i i don't know like would that even work <laughs> because i think everybody's confused yeah, it's just <laughs> like I just want to see him fight Wardlow. I don't particularly yeah. care about this anymore. Yeah. Like one or two weeks, I would get it. Like they're trying to like tell you a bit more about his character. If, yeah, but now it's it's been like over a month. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little odd. Anyways, yeah, I I, I mean I don't hate them, but I no, I don't hate see... them. Like there's nothing wrong with them, but it just it's a little odd. Yeah, I just don't see where they're going with it. Yeah, it, it, it's. I don't know. Um, up next, we had the guns versus FTR. Um, now, this one we're, we're going to have to dissect a little bit. Um, well, we're, we'll just we'll, we'll go right to right, right to the ending. How did you? What What's your gut reaction to the end? I think they're okay. I have I have two reactions. One, they're clearly going for some sort of. Uh, FTR is falling apart like they're on a losing streak yeah. they're like falling like that's where they're going with this 100% um, I feel like that at, at Wrestle Kingdom they're defending the IWGP tag titles I feel like they'll lose those and I feel like we almost have to we're getting to like a, oh they've lost everything like that and then maybe some sort of redemption where they finally do win the AEW tag team titles like maybe that's where they're going um, the conspiracy theory version of me thinks that they've already floated that their contracts run out sometime early 2023 right. and my conspiracy theory. And <laughs> once in a while, Dax will talk about <laughs> WWE on Twitter or something. He'll like say, yeah. Oh, I wish I could have a match with Cody. Like I think he said today. Yeah. Just today. He said sooner or later or something. Yeah. So I feel like this could be, I mean, it could go two ways in theory, technically. Yes. Maybe they are not going to resign. So they're going to like have them lose a bunch before they, the contract run out. Like that's entirely possible. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with their contract. I'm not them. I don't know if they're planning on resigning or not. So maybe they are leaving in five months. So they're just going to job them out before they lose. Like they leave. Like that's possible. But I feel like they're going to go for some sort of like FTR is mad at, at their situation. They're losing a lot. They're upset. They're fed up. And then like, oh, maybe they won't resign. Like they'll turn that into a storyline. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I, <clears throat> I, it, it, when it first happened, I liked the ending. And then now I, I don't like it. And I'm going to cut into what you just said. I agree. I think that's what they're doing with them is they're kind of hinting that, you know, we're going to take everything off them because they're not going to be here. Right. But <laughs> I just, it, it, unless they really have super mega plans for the guns, all this match did 
was hurt FTR in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Uh and no disrespect to the guns. I mean, they're really good at what they do, but obviously they cheated. Yeah. And obviously there's gonna be like comeuppance. I mean, right. like there's gonna be a rematch, there's gonna be a stipulation or something, and then FTRs that like they have to win that one. And then all of a sudden now you have a series because now you have you know, you need the third match. Just, yeah, yeah, and and why are they feuding with the guns out of all? And that's what I was just gonna yeah, say. It's like, a little because the guns made fun of them. Like, aren't yeah. people supposed to have thicker skin? Like, <laughs> FTR's whole thing has been kind of weird because when they won all the other tag titles, and especially, I mean, I'll go off topic a little bit later. Yeah. But when you when they won all the other tag titles, it seemed pretty natural that they were next going to challenge for the AEW tag titles. Like Absolutely. that made a hundred percent sense. And the fact that they didn't was really weird especially because they were super over when they were winning all those titles like you yeah. thought that they were definitely going to challenge for the next one um the the not conspiracy theory but the ruber person <laughs> in me s- says that the bucks didn't want to lose to them again i don't know that's what i've heard i've heard that oh, like the bucks okay. didn't want to lose to them again or didn't want to put them over again and that's why they didn't have that match. And it was never supposed to be the Bucks. It was supposed to be the parties with the tag titles. Um, okay. So once the Hardys were out and the Bucks didn't want a job to them again, they kind of didn't know what to do with them. But that seems a little weird to me. Yes, that seems weird uh, to me also. Uh, unless, it, unless, like I said before, like maybe the Bucks are just like horrible to work with like it's entirely possible i don't know it is. right I, like maybe they're just like, like there's maybe there's a reason like ftr and cm punk and people really hate them maybe they're just obnoxious like they might be i don't know so uh, yeah i don't know just interesting it, it's it's it, it's just weird what's going on with ftr right now. yeah i mean they were supposed to have even tony Khan himself has said that they were supposed to have a, a angle with punk right. coming out of all out and Punk got injured, so they couldn't do that. So I get that that's probably why they didn't have much of a direction for a while, because they're trying to figure out what else to do with them. But having them lose a bunch of matches seems weird. I, I agree. And I don't know if that storyline has ever worked. I know they've done it a lot in wrestling, where like, oh, this guy's going to go on a losing streak. Like, has that ever helped anybody? <laughs> having them just lose a bunch of matches? And yeah, maybe they win one, but yeah, they lost like, you know, 10 matches before that. So right. I don't know. It's weird. Very. And I, I don't know how, how what, what the plans are. I mean, I have faith. Like, I mean, Tony Khan has dropped the ball very few times. So, like, them losing to the acclaimed was... made sense because the acclaimed is a big, you know, they're probably the hottest yeah. team in AEW. So, of course, that made sense. And if this was them losing to, you know, someone from the Jericho Appreciation Society or Mox or something, like, you could be like, okay, that's why they're losing. But yeah, you're right. It's the guns. It's not like, they're not positioned as one of the top teams. Yeah. But uh, Hey, like I said, maybe there's, maybe there's a plan. Yeah. Hopefully there's a plan. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll find out. Uh, Next on the docket, we had Shivani in the ring (laughs) with Rick Ross, who probably had to pay some fines after, (laughs) (laughs) after his, few minutes in the ring well i was just so great it was hilarious uh keith lee comes to the ring uh first and rick ross 
drops big f bomb on national television <laughs> and uh like tony Khan probably was not too happy about that but <laughs> hey uh it was fun and then the weirdest there were a few weird segments in a row yeah this uh, was a really strange one yeah swerve kind of came down and did his little like slimy little heel he's just so good oh swerve was not weird in this no swerve was perfect like there was nothing wrong with swerve's performance it seemed like they were like like was parker not in the right spot like parker bordeaux came out Um, yeah parker bordeaux came out um, with another guy was he not in the right spot like swerve seemed like he took his time coming out and then the attack on keith lee was really late like was yeah like like the timing was really off yeah yeah i don't know if like someone got lost backstage and like went to the wrong like seriously you know maybe they told swerve hey he went to like (laughs) section two and he's supposed to be in right four so like stall for a bit or something yeah Yeah. uh but but yeah as you said parker uh boudreau comes out with is it boudreau or boudreau i don't know which one it is i say it both ways every time (laughs) i still don't know what it is you should see how i spelled it it's i have b-u-d-r-e-a-u-x i know that's not even close it's b-o-u-d-r so it's <laughs> it's boudreau boudreau, right. okay. boudreau like bruce boudreau no he's boot yeah sort of similar oh so i'm saying that wrong too <laughs> i don't remember now now i can't think of it anyway okay it's this is boudreau okay. it's not Bo- it's not bordeaux it's boudreau okay it's boudreau we'll go yeah. with that and another guy whose name I still do not know I, along with anybody else. I love <laughs> <laughs> when that guy came out, like I immediately went online. Like I went on Reddit. I went on Twitter. Not a single person knew who he was. Like usually you'll read it and someone will go, oh yeah, that guy was in some other indie. I've seen him before. But like, I was like, is this guy even a wrestler? Like who is he? Like, did yeah, they just did find, he... is this just like someone's friend? <laughs> like... Did he jump the rail and not get in trouble? <laughs> like <laughs> They just put out a casting call for someone with a lot of tattoos and this guy showed up. So they were like, all right, you can be here. Right. Like it was, the whole thing was, I love Swerve. I think his feud with Keith Lee is going to be great. Rick Ross has been hilarious every time he's on. Yes. Um, Parker Boudreaux, I think is going to be a good you know, not, not, I'm not saying he's going to be like a main event guy, but he has talent. And he has a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, this other person is a person. Um, yeah, but that's all we know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they just like this was just I don't know. It was really it wasn't even bad in the sense that like what they did was bad. It just it fell so flat. Like, yeah, the timing of it was weird. The the introduction of a random guy who nobody knows was weird. Like it was all, it was really, it wasn't even bad. Like it's not even like I can say, Oh, it was a bad segment. It was just, it was weird. Like it was off. It was, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to read you a text I got from my buddy, John, who I cracked up. I've been laughing about it all day. He, he asked me this morning, he said, so what's up with that other guy? I was like, Oh, we still don't know. <laughs> who it is we've been looking up we've been trying to look up stuff all day and his response is 
I've never seen a debut where it took this long to figure out who the <laughs> hell the person was. And I said, yes, you're exactly right. Yeah, even like, yeah, it's true. Like, even like <laughs> Satnam Singh with his debut that nobody liked. But like, as soon as he came out, two minutes later, everyone was like, oh, that's Satnam Singh. Exactly. Oh yeah, like Excalibur didn't even give us a name. <laughs> this was like, and like, I... It now came out like today, like 24 hours later. Yeah. <laughs> that it was, he's like, he's been training with Jay Lethal. He's like a former like baseball, baseball player, player or something. Yeah. But like, yeah, it took, it took a really long time for anyone <laughs> to be like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? Yeah. Like it was a very delayed reaction. <laughs> I have to say though, they must have a lot of faith in Swerve yes. to get this over because like, uh, Porker Boudreau is fine. Like he, he has potential, but he's like really inexperienced, like very, very yes. inexperienced. Yes. Um, and this other guy, I don't like, I don't think he's ever done anything. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like we don't, we don't even know his name. Legit. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea who he is. Like I don't. So the fact that like they're trusting swerve to like get these guys over is yeah. shows that they have a lot of faith in Swerve. I feel like they're just going to be like henchmen. I don't think this is going to be a stable where like all of them, we want all of them. It's not like the Shield where we're like, oh, we want yeah. all of these, we want all of these guys to be main eventers or even like you know the the Jericho Appreciation Society where like you can tell they're trying to like push Sammy in 2.0 into like hot bigger roles. Like I don't think this is that. I don't think they're like, oh, we're going to get use Swerve to elevate other new guy into like a world championship. Like, I don't think that's the point of it. I think the other guy is just there to be like a menacing guy who like fights on behalf of Swerve. Yeah. I was just going to say, I could almost see them being like, like the original Wyatt's like yeah. Harper and Eric Rowan. Like, yeah, they were still part of the story, but they were in the background and they were always like a mid tier tag team. Right. But when Bray was in the main events, they were right there. Right. And of course, they would cheat for him. Like, yeah, that's a good call. Like, I could totally see them doing that. And I mean, the cinder block thing was pretty cool. Like, it worked. That, it was that very worked. cool, yeah. Like, that worked. I mean, that's the only thing that Swerve did, and it worked. So, like... Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> there so, you that go. was that was good. I, I, I was just thinking, I would love if next week he just comes out with, like, two other guys covered in tattoos. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, no, those are the guys. What do you people. mean those aren't the guys? Those are different guys? Oh. And just like he doesn't know who these people are. He just like hires whoever looks menacing and like doesn't isn't aware of who they actually I think that would be great. That would be amazing. Every week he just brings in some other menacing looking guys like no, these are my guys this week. Now they had those hoodies on which yeah. I could not read what they said and nobody said what they were. Is that the t-shirt the the is is mogul not mogul is it mogul associates? Okay, that's they did say that was. I forget that. if he did. I forget if it's associates or, or affiliates or. It, no, it is affiliates because he All said right. these are my new affiliates. Okay, so it's it's mogul affiliates then. Okay, so is that the name of the stable? I don't know. I guess. Okay. I mean, Excalibur was like, oh, he's wearing the same shirt, so I guess the shirt is the name. I don't know. Okay. Well, hopefully, Swerve explains himself. Yes. Yeah. Hey, and more Swerve time. I mean, that's always good. Yeah, I kind of want him to be like, yeah, like when he came out, he was kind of creepy, like, you know, walking kind of weird. And like, I want him to be yeah. like the kind of the kind of creepy guy who just like 
talks you know, like his promo a couple weeks ago when he barely said anything but he talked kind of quiet and like a, oh, it was kind of jake great. roberts ish yes i, yes. I kind of want him to do that and then he just has these two big guys who just come out and fight for him while he like you know schemes in the background oh that would be amazing that would be cool that would be super cool i'm down for that um i'm yeah the segment was weird but i'm not like i'm i'm still feel like they can make this into something cool just the same. Oh yeah, that... absolutely, absolutely. It's not dead, but it was just an odd start. <laughs> it was yeah, it was a very weird, very flat start. Like yeah, you could you could hear the crowd be like, "What is happening?" Like you could <laughs> they see they all seem yes. very confused. Even yeah. like, even Parker Boudreaux coming out like it was late, and then he like even when he was fighting Keith Lee, like it did, he didn't do much. He kind of just pushed him a couple times and like yeah, hit him was... like he did. It's not like he hit him with a chair or like did anything like. It was yeah, weird. Good call. It, it it was very weird. But hey, hopefully, I feel, I feel like Swerve can turn it around. Swerve can turn. Oh, it he around. definitely will. Definitely He's super will. talented, so he'll turn it around. One hundred percent. Yeah, Swerve. I have all the faith in the world in Swerve. Yeah, and that's going to be amazing. Our main event of the night: AEW Women's Championship, Sheeta versus Hater. And boy, did it live up to the hype yeah i mean what a match what a match uh it's jamie hater is the most over champion i think AEW has ever had and she <laughs> got herself over like just on her own pretty much like they 100%. never pushed they never really pushed her she was always just like you know brit's associate and like she just kind of got herself over just on like having a kind of cool character and being good in the ring yeah I'm <laughs> yeah. Like I was thinking I mean, back to like the, the first it was the first rampage where she did where she returned and joined uh yes. Brit and like nobody reacted because nobody knew who she was. Knew who like she was she went from like that. So I guess that's a lesson for new new guy. Um yeah. <laughs> you can show up and have nobody know who you are and give you no reaction, and in a couple of years you can be a big deal. So yeah. She's done it. Like she's she's got herself over really well. And and she deserves it. She's great. Like hundred hundred percent. And that that's the thing that I always say about AEW, where it is the absolute counterproduct of WWE. They hold that exact statement in their back pocket. If you come to AEW and you put the work in, you're not stuck in any character. You're like how they're hard headed, and if you're Bill the Plumber. I'm sorry, buddy, but that's what you're going to be if you're right. here. Like, you're always going to be that. You know, if they just let you go and whatever you want to do, you know, well, probably not whatever, but you know what I mean? You, yeah. you it's your ideas. And, and I can see how that's intimidating to some people I know. Um, uh, Big Swole had that problem. But even Soraya, when she came to AEW, like when she cut that first promo and it didn't go over yeah. that well, they both basically said that, like, if you're a kind of person who is a very creative person and can you know, come up with your own storyline and create your own character and your own mannerisms. And like, this is good for you. But if you're not like, if you're just, if you've never had yeah. that experience, like Soraya was even saying like, she never cut a promo where they didn't tell her what to say. That's unbelievable. So like, the fact like, that's right. why her, her promo was like off. Cause she'd never done it before. Usually they're like, this is what you say. Right. Whereas with this, they just said, they just basically told her like, Oh, go out there and put over this match. Right. And that's it. And then three minutes. <laughs> right. So like, 
some people, it's, it is kind of, I can see how it's a lot more sink or swim and that can be really intimidating for some people who like have never been yeah. in that environment before, but it's also can be super freeing because you're right. They don't stick you with a gimmick that you don't want and that, you know, is never going to be successful. Right. And you have to keep playing. You don't have to be stardust and just keep, right. Keep that gimmick forever. Whether you know, it's not going to go anywhere. You right. can, you can do something else. Yeah, you you do not have to, you know, you're not given something, and and that's not to say they don't work with you. I'm assuming Tony Khan works with or someone backstage works with them on their character. Yeah, sure, but they don't say, yeah, this is your gimmick, this is your character, this is what you have to say, and even if you know that's not going to get over, you have to do it. Yeah, yeah. And she, whereas someone and, like Jamie Hayter, like she, they, they basically, then this isn't even a knock. Like they gave her nothing. She was like, right. Britt Baker's backup. Yeah. And that was, that was her role. And she turned that into, you know, I don't think they ever planned on her being women's champion, at least not right now. Right. Right. I agree with that. I feel like that wasn't the plan. She just got over and they were like, yeah, why not? Let's try. And she's doing great. Oh, she is doing phenomenal. And that's not a knock on Sheeta either. She's also doing great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this match was unbelievable. It was such a physical match. Talk about things that people don't need to do on regular show. Ladies, you don't need to suplex off the apron. Oh, that was was nasty. Yeah. (laughs) That was nasty. And I get why they did it because this was their shot, right? Like they had never been in. They don't get too many. First of all, the women in general don't get too many main events. And I don't think either of them have ever been in a dynamite main event. So I can see, or not one-on-one. Right. So I can see why they did it to be like, oh, oh no, yeah. we're going to put on the best show. But yeah, I, that's <laughs> yeah. also. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it was appreciated. And, you know, thank you for putting yourself out there like that. But uh, you don't have to do that. <laughs> now, putting you on the spot, was this the yeah. best women's match on dynamite or on, on TV? Not pay-per-view, but the best. TV women's match they've had in AEW? Um, well, if we're going to go storyline-wise, yes, because it, it was official. It wasn't a lights out. Right. Yeah. So for, for, uh, yeah, this was the, the best sanctioned match that AEW has ever had, hands down. I mean, this was... It was a story. It was, it was a clinic. Uh, I mean, when Sheeta went after Britt with the kendo stick, I mean, it was, it, I mean, this was, it was a great match. I mean, and I like how they did that too. Cause I thought when, when Britt came in, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like a, you know, cheap ending. And that kind of wrecks right. the match. Cause the match itself was so good, but then it wasn't, she kind of just dismissed Britt. And then they had like a couple more minutes of match. Like they was. Yes. It, the ending was done very well. Yeah. It was real. Like, I know it's recency. And I haven't, I haven't watched, I'm not going to claim I'm a person who's watched every promotion, right? But I've seen <laughs> some, I've seen the major WWE shows. Like I've seen WrestleMania and I've seen their mm-hmm. major shows. And I think this might be the best women's match of the year. Like just wrestling wide. I, I'd agree to that. It was the best that I've seen this year. Yeah. Like they, you know. this was a great, this was a really, really good match. Yeah. I, this, it. It was the perfect send off to. I mean, like I said, we we had some blurps on the show. We both just we talked about that, but I mean, all in it wasn't bad. But no, of course not. 
it was just the perfect way to end it. Like they deserved the main event, and boy did they deliver. I mean, yeah, hands down delivered. Like, and it even like, feels it even feels weird classifying it as like, oh, it was a really good women's match. Like, I'm not saying that. Yes. like it was. That's it's not. It was just a good match. match like across yes, the board. Like, totally. I'm not even trying to like, you know, say totally. oh for a women's match. Like, no, like this was just. It was a really really good match. Yeah, um, it was unbelievable. Um, they put on a clinic and they went. Close. It was like twenty. It was like twenty minutes or something. Yeah, it was a, was it was a while. Say, they they went very close to the twenty minute mark. They, it was <laughs> oh so good. The the false finishes towards the end were just so well done, and and, and like I knew Jamie Hader was going to win. Like it was pretty yeah. obvious. But there were a couple of times when she had pinned her that I was like, oh no, that's it. Like it seemed, yeah. I, I bought, <laughs> I bought the finish. Like I was sure that she, like I was, I was into this match. Like it was, it was. Yeah, we've said a lot of good stuff about it, but I was really into it the whole match. And the the one thing that blows my mind, let's not forget when AEW started and Sheeta signed here, she could not speak a word of English. Right. And now she's cutting promos on live television. Yeah. She's like, definitely like. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> she's definitely like all in, pardon the pun, on like being an AEW star. Like she's put in. Yes. We've, we've said how Jamie Hayter put in the effort to like, get to main event level so is Sheeta. like she's put in absolutely she's put in her time she's put in her effort she's growing as a wrestler and a character like she didn't really have much of a character when she showed up she was just like someone who wrestled well and now yeah. she's kind of she has a character she has a you know not a gimmick character but she has a she has a gimmick sort of and she yeah. cuts promos she has a style to her she's like yeah she's she's done a great job too that that would have to be so like 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 imagine like the guts that that took for her to come here like you yeah you're, you're coming you're you're trained to wrestle a totally different way and and then you move halfway across the world and you're signed to a promotion and it's totally different than what you and then thought. she had to learn the beginning of it with no fans like they, she was right. the champion in the pandemic so like during yeah. During half of her, you know, learning where she would be learning how, you know, North American what crowds respond to yeah. stuff. And like, she had nothing. She just had yeah. to kind of go with whatever she thought was right. Like with no response from a crowd. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that. I mean, the guts. <laughs> because yeah. like, that is all guts. Like, that is just not having a care in the world other than I'm succeeding. Yeah, she like you could tell you could tell both of them like they just want to be absolutely they just want to be main event level wrestlers and they're gonna do whatever it takes to be main event level. I don't even think that like I know that's their characters too, but I think that's true. Like they yeah. they both built themselves up from and like in a in a company that has you know Tony Storm and Britt Baker and Athena and Ruby Soho who are all like bigger stars than they are they've yeah. built themselves up into that level without really any push. Like they, yeah, they just did this on their own. Uh, like Jade yeah. got pushed, right? Jade had no experience, but they yes. clearly pushed, like they decided they wanted her to do well. And they pushed her up the card and she's doing great with it, but yes, they decided to push her. They have like, I, I can't don't think they decided to push her to either of them. They just got themselves to a point where they had to push them. Oh yeah, I agree. Like it reminds me um, a bit of like Brian Danielson. We we're talking about Brian Danielson yeah. WWE. Like they didn't want to put they they didn't want him in the main event of WrestleMania. That was not ever their plan. That's so absurd. They just 
<laughs> he just forced himself in, right? Like just on yeah. like will of like, you know, pushing himself out there. And I feel like that's what they both did too. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm still having a hard time fathoming. Imagine not wanting Brian Danielson. In the <laughs> like I just, when, I just unbelievable. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you, you hit the nail on the head with, with Hater. Like, she literally got over as a main eventer without even honestly being in a program. Like, right. yeah, she was Brit's muscle, but I mean, she would work with like three minutes for a match. Like, you know, Brit was working right. the 20 minute matches. Yeah, she wasn't, she like, wasn't like the, she was never the focus. Like, she was right. always the background. It was very well done. Very well done. Um, just this match, I mean, the crowd was on their feet. Um, as you said, Jamie Hayter gets the win. Um, great send-off. A great show. I, I hope this is the the start of, of more women's matches ending uh, or main eventing a show. I don't know yeah. And I really like the, the post-match stuff with Tony storm and Soraya. Oh, like that was, that was yeah, great. That was so fun. And I mean, it made sense too. Yeah. Uh, because now the, the plot is starting to thicken here. Like the women's division in general is white hot right now. Yeah. And, and what a decision at the time, it seemed weird to not turn Jamie Hayter face and have her break up with Brit, but like what a decision to keep them together. Cause it's absolutely it's like working out <laughs> like at the time it seemed weird like why are they not just like jamie hater's right. over turner but they decided not to and it like it's going so well like oh, it added another level to both of them like now brit is legitimately supporting her like i don't know how long that lasts but she is right yeah so. that's the powder keg like eventually that fuse is gonna hit the gunpowder yeah it's not gonna help and but the longer it goes, the better it is because yeah. eventually you're going to let your guard down and Brit's going to turn or yeah. not turn. Brit's going to turn on her. And yeah. Her and deal, and but... Jamie Hader's just getting more and more over. Yes. Cause and... the, the danger of having her turn, I guess would be like Wardlow, like Wardlow's buildup was great. Wardlow's turn was great. But like, since then he hasn't right. done much. That's not even trying to knock him. That's like, he hasn't done much. And, right. and I get that there's a problem with that because like the whole, his whole gimmick was, when is he going to turn on MJF? Right. And, and then he right. did. Right. And then what do you do? Like he beats right. MJF, then what? So that's smartly, they decided not to do that with Jamie Hayter. Cause yeah, she turned on Brit and beat Brit. Then what, then what does she do? Right. Exactly. But, but now they can, they can build this up for however long, really they want to build it up for until they eventually break up. Yeah. And it, it's like I said, the longer it goes with them to, the better because you're eventually going to get too comfortable and you're going to let your guard down as a fan. And then Brit's going to yeah. pull the trigger. And, and Brit's going to, yeah, Brit's going to turn when you don't expect her to turn. Right. And like when it's more heartbreaking, like when Jamie really yes. needs your help or something, she's going to turn and it's going to be, yeah. 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 Like it'll be the night that Jamie loses the title. Like, you know, like Brit will just be standing there at, uh, at ringside and, you know, someone hits their finisher and Brit just turns around and starts walking up the road. Right. Or, or something. Some, yeah. Oh. It'll it'll be like when it's like the most devastating for her to turn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's how you do it. Come on. <laughs> that's going to be good. Yes. It'll be fantastic. And um, you're right. Like the women, like there's a lot going on just in wrestling and the, the women in AEW are 
like they're like it's the, the all of them like the whole division is hot like there's so much yeah. going on now that there wasn't before and it's it, yeah it's great oh it sounds unbelievable and mo- mo- moving right along we we have our best of the best yes. we're gonna go through and do our in our opinions our humble opinions yes um <clears throat> we're gonna go through and give our top three well we're gonna do top three men top three women yeah okay uh do you want to start you can start okay and my, mine mine come with a preface um, all right and this is just for entertainment reasons uh i figured we'd pick a lot of the same stuff so i just I threw a curveball without even telling you. I All just right. made a little bit of a different list because I felt that our lists were going to be not exactly the same, but pretty close. Probably accurate in thinking, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go start with three, and then we'll, I'll tell you my person of the year. All right. Um, I did mine based off of people at the beginning of one year ago who you did not even know who they existed, and now here they are every week on television all right their mainstays so my my number three is sky blue i talk about sky blue all the time i think she had the hell of a year uh she literally went from barely being able to put three moves together on dark to you know she's been on dynamite she's been on rampage she's been in high profile matches i mean she's wrestled jade she's coming along very very nicely yeah and to see her i think i told you like the first time she was on tv i was like i felt like i was like friends with her and proud of her like <laughs> there is like was... a aw has been around enough now that there's people like her and like the acclaim that like yeah you saw them grow right right like yeah. they they've been on tv for two years or on dark or elevation for two years and now you see them develop it's it's cool it really is. And that's why I enjoy those shows. Like and now there is some programming differences with them that uh, I think I see something. I think they plan on doing more with dark and elevation than developmental, but yeah, there was a lot more main event level people on dark this week than yes. Most weeks. So I hope that doesn't end because seeing this come to fruition is, is really cool. Yeah. So that's my number three. So who you can go. Um for, for women we're doing women first. Okay. Um yeah. women's number three, I'll go with Jade, just because it's nice. She's she's wrestling wise, she's not the top women's wrestler in AEW, like in right. terms of in ring ability. But and it's not this isn't even like we've said that since she walked in that like she's looks like a superstar and she does like just her yeah. her build her way she carries herself the the you know, costumes the hair like all of it like she looks like a superstar but she's growing so well as a overall character to the point where like yeah she didn't need mark sterling she doesn't need stokely she doesn't need the Correct. baddies like she's she's outgrowing everyone they give her whose job it is to put her over basically and right. she surpasses yeah. it every week and every week now it's to the point where like before there was always oh her thing is she has a gimmick she's a streak right that's her gimmick right 
And if that dies, what does she do now? Now it could die and she'd be fine. Like she would just move on to whatever the next, like she's developed a personality and a character that kind of transcends, not transcends wrestling. Cause I mean, she's not famous outside of wrestling, right? but she transcends like the gimmick that they gave her and the storyline that they gave her. She's moved beyond that now. And I'm out of all the, just not even women out of all the people in wrestling. Like I want to see what she does in, you know, two or three years, like where she is because she's going to be incredible. She is definitely going to be incredible. Uh, I, I mean, famously on this podcast, I was not on the Jade train at the beginning, <laughs> as we know, as as you were. I just, I didn't see it. Yeah. And then when I saw it, I, I ate my words very quickly. I mean, I literally saw it because Jade has it. <laughs> yeah, she has, like, she has a, a, and it's not even just how she looks. Like, she looks amazing. Like, she's super well built. She, like, yes, like, like she's, but like just like her overall like there's just something about some people that you can tell are like they they seem cool right like the way she carries herself the way she the way she speaks like she she's acts like a star yeah yeah totally i mean that's she looks very comfortable in any situation you put her in yeah and she i mean she came from like being in that match with Shaq where no one knew who she was i like i remember seeing that match being why are they partnering her with i don't know who this person is like what are they (laughs) And like, yeah, that was like what two years ago, and now she's yeah, she's like, yeah, she's doing she's doing great, wonderful, and the I mean the sky's the limit for her too. So and and I didn't include for this person on my list, but I just thought of them. My honorable honorable mention is Nyla Rose because she's also she's oh, another person absolutely. who she built up from the gimmick they gave her of like you know angry strong person. To like yeah. just now she's funny, she's entertaining, she has like she's she's built up something for herself too. Like she's another when we were talking about how AEW kind of lets you be yeah. creative and create your own kind of thing. I feel like she, her gimmick of just the way she is now, she kind of created that. Like I don't think anyone told uh, yes. her you're gonna Absolutely. switch from being, you know, angry, strong person to someone who's kind of funny and obnoxious. <laughs> she just did that and it's uh-huh. working. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally agree with you. She, it's Nyla is like a whole nother level of of talent. Like she is, excuse the pun, the total package. Like she can do it in the ring, she could do it on the mic, she could do it on social media. She is just good. <laughs> yeah, and like you can see her being like you know a host of a show too. Like when she's yeah, you oh know, yeah, if she's not wrestling, she can host a show. She can host a segment. Like she can she yeah, you're right. She can do all of it. Yeah, and and. You know, give give that'd be great. Give her a show. Yeah, I would love to see. Get like put her on YouTube every week for twenty minutes. Oh, there's so many uh, off topic, but there's so many yeah. like personalities in AEW, and I'm sure that that's the case in WWE too. They just don't let them just, showcase it as much. Have it. <laughs> yeah, they just don't like they just they script everything right, so you can't right present it as well. But like just the number of people who, if they had like a weekly you know YouTube show, I would watch. Yeah. There's like, you know, Nyla 2.0, Brian Danielson, you know, so many people who like, if they just had a show where they talked about stuff, like I, it would be entertaining and I would watch it. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> I saw a, a post, uh, it was like a retweet of somebody. It was like another wrestler tweeted out, like somebody should just follow Eddie Kingston around. Oh yeah. 
have him cut promos on inanimate objects. Just like just stuff that annoys him his day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Stupid toothpaste <laughs> doesn't come out of the tube. <laughs> right. And they're like, just follow him around and be like, oh, Eddie, remember that one time you got that Coke and it was flat? Oh, let me tell you about soda. Jeez. <laughs> that would be great. I would watch that. I would watch that every day. <laughs> just Eddie yelling about just like that about stuff that happens in his life yeah that would be yeah. amazing <laughs> um uh, do you want me to go to number two or do you want me to do my number three guy i don't know what do you think's best let's go back and uh, forth do number three guy number three guy okay number three guy daniel garcia all right and uh again he came up from dark and elevation nobody knew who he was um he just he showed up he impressed and i mean if you followed any wrestling you know who he was i didn't know who he was um and then they started to get into his backstory like when he went from uh like just uh, probably from being like paid per appearance to like actually giving him his contract but when he was still on uh dark and he learned that he was in like that horrible car accident and basically had to learn to walk again and like now you see him wrestling like that's insanity <laughs> yeah i agree like he's yeah he's someone i didn't know anything about or any yes. knew who he was at all and like yeah even from when he first started showing up on on dynamite with 2.0 like he's he's been he's grown a lot and he's been yes. like he, he's always been presented as a good wrestler but now he's been he has a personality he has a yeah it's been great he's a yeah he's growing a lot that's a good choice. Yeah, it's it was it was again like Sky Blue. It was fun to see him, and then now you're just seeing the personality. Like he always talks about how great it is to be a sports entertainer, and right, it's just, <laughs> it's just so good. And like how like when he, uh, you know, says how great Jericho is, and that Jericho just gets that stupid smile. <laughs> you just want to smack it off of his face. It's so good. And yeah, Garcia and the whole. Jericho and Danielson fighting over Garcia. I thought that was so cool because it was like the like the two stars with the egos did not care that they were using this kid as a pawn. Right. They yeah. just wanted him on their team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> was so that was good. good. Do you think he should have turned and turned on Jericho or no? Uh As a fan, yes, because I like him. But as far as the story goes, I think the story is better him staying with Jericho because then that keeps him and Wheeler apart. Yeah, and I could see him being lost in the shuffle of like he's in the Black Pro Combat Club, and so is Wheeler Yuta. Like, yeah, who are they? Like, yeah, it, yeah. So it's but as it's kind of like I it's kind of like Jamie Hader and Britt being like, if they turn him, yeah, that would be a big moment. But then what do you do with them after? What that? do you do after that? Yeah, yeah. So that's my that's my number three. All right. <clears throat> I like that. Now, okay. I did mine basically just on who I thought was more entertaining, not gross. Okay. I just like people who I thought were the most entertaining. So yeah. here's my, seems weird to say this, but here's my controversial pick for number three is okay. CM Punk. That's a great pick. And I don't think I need to say much more <laughs> than that. Like, right. I mean, like, had a if, he, if, he, if he injured and missed half the year, like he'd be rest like the stuff the stuff that annoyed me the most about the post all out nonsense and again uh -huh. we've talked about it a million times yeah but whether 
whatever aspects of it are true or not. I don't care at this point. But the the thing that annoyed me the most about that, two things. One is that we were going to miss, then it's injuries too, but we missed so much of CM Punk in AEW when he could have done yeah. so many things with like, he didn't really do much with Omega. He didn't do much with Danielson. He did like, there was a lot of stuff for him to do that he could have done. Right. And that it's a, it's annoying that he hasn't done it and frustrating that he hasn't. And hopefully <laughs> he comes back and does do it because it's upsetting that he hasn't. Um, and the other thing that really bothered me about the post all out reaction was when everyone's like, Oh, well, it's good that he's God. He was, wasn't very good anyway. Like, what were you oh, talking yeah. about? Come on. Yeah. He was, was incredible. Just... Like yeah. every every feud he had was good. Every promo he cut was good. Every match he had, like you can say he's old and injury prone, but like the matches he had were great. Like they, he yeah. hurt himself. He hurt himself jumping into the crowd. He didn't hurt himself in a match. And yeah, he right. hurt himself in another match. But whatever, people get hurt sometimes, right? But yeah, like his stuff with with Eddie Kingston was great. His feud with oh. Hangman was great. His feud with Mox was great. Like his stuff with MJF. I spoiler. I will talk about later. Was <laughs> was possibly the best feud in wrestling recent wrestling history. Like I can't recall much else being much better than that. Um, so to say that he, oh, they didn't need him anyway, or he was never any that. Like no, that's wrong. You're saying that now because you're upset that he's gone. Exactly. But he was far and away. He was only there for you know four months or something if you count all the injury time up. But like. This was a five months, maybe. This was a great year for him, and absolutely. I hope he comes back. I, he's definitely coming back. I mean, yeah. come on, they're, <laughs> they're teasing it. It's sooner, it's sooner than later. I feel like now that he's posting, like, and him and FTR are posting, like, yes, I guess in theory, technically, they could all be planning to leave AEW and go somewhere else together. But yeah. I really feel like when he left WWE the first time, at the only time. Um, he didn't yeah. he wasn't teasing coming back all the time he was just like done done and it was just done yep. if yeah. the <laughs> if the 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 rumors were hearing about him that oh he wants out of his contract because he wants to move on to something else um first of all if it's not wrestling he could just move on to it he doesn't need to exactly be bought of his car he can just go <laughs> if he wants to be in a movie like he can do that yeah second of all him posting stuff about wrestling he posted a, you know stuff about Danhausen and stuff about fdr right. If he is sick of wrestling and wants out, why is he talking about it so much? Exactly. So, and he's smart enough to know how people react when he says oh, stuff like that. So, yeah, he 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 understands the internet and Twitter, and he understands that his character belongs on there, and <laughs> that's where he ruffles the most feathers. So, and I even get the argument that, like, oh, when CM Punk was around on TV, the show was focused on cm punk i get that like i can see yeah. that it was and and if him not being on tv as much yes they are focusing on some other people now like i don't know if they would have so much time for ricky starks and you yeah, know that's ethan page and stuff if cm punk was i i i that's true like i understand that but also he's cm punk like he's not only yeah. a well-known name he's exactly he's good at what he does like it's not like they're bringing it's not like you know bringing in someone who's you know 60 years old and he's can't wrestle but he's he's a big name right they're not doing that like cm punk is good like he's good at everything so yeah he deserves the tv time and and nobody's going to complain about more cm punk i mean yeah just give the man a microphone and it's magic and it's entertaining and 
it's funny or let him wrestle and it's entertaining and it's uh you know it's uh emotionally driven and it's just he he is professional wrestling yeah and i'm not gonna say he hasn't lost a step like he's what 44 years old or something like he's not where he was when he was 30 like i 100 percent agree with that right but and so yeah he might screw up every so often in a match or he might not have the same speed that he used to have but like you're right like his matches are emotional his matches have a purpose his matches have a story to them like he's he's older now in the sense that he's slower and maybe less agile but he's also older now in the sense that he knows more about wrestling and how to right. tell a story in wrestling and he's done yes. a great job so yeah the idea that like oh they didn't need him anyway is ludicrous to me <laughs> uh, yeah i mean yeah <laughs> it's just the internet and i could talk about i could talk about cm punk this week because i decided that when we do our predictions next week i'm not going to mention them that's i i ah, i put okay. a restriction on myself that none of my predictions can involve cm punk so okay. i'm allowing myself well, to talk about him this week well spoiler alert he will be spoken of next week <laughs> <laughs> because he's in part of my predictions for nice i haven't narrowed it down but i'm pretty sure he's gonna make the cut and like i know i'm like <clears throat> i'm a cm punk fan but like yeah. I should like, there's nothing wrong with being a fan of a wrestler. And I think he does it. And, and I'm a fan of a lot of the wrestlers too. So I'm not saying like it right. should be the CM Punk show, but he did a great job and he should be back soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. And he's definitely going to be. And I feel like even, soon. even if all of this is true, like working under the assumption that everything that happened that we hear about on the internet is hundred percent true. Correct. Um, <laughs> my feeling is that Tony Khan, and I think rightfully, isn't making a statement on him and isn't releasing him and isn't it because he's hoping that they all calm down and realize, Hey, we're yeah. being dumb and let's just go, let's just go make, do, do cool wrestling stuff and make more money. Than yeah. You could imagine. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's exactly where this is going to go. hundred percent. I mean, it's going to sell whatever pay-per-view they decide to put it on. Honestly, like, you know, they could put it on, all out they could put it forbidden door too it's gonna sell just putting his name on it yeah you do you cm know, punk like, against kenny omega and that's all you announce people yep. will go people it's, will buy it, it. like <laughs> yeah literally that that's gonna sell out your arena right there yeah <laughs> i mean he sold out an arena based on the fact that he was gonna be there and we didn't even know he was Possibly, gonna be there yeah, for sure he right was gonna... he, there was a good chance he was gonna be there yeah right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, the internet said you shouldn't miss the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, it's oh, it, it not nothing but positives when it comes to punk. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I will not take CM Punk slander. No. <laughs> uh, moving right along, number two on my women's list. Uh just because she reinvented herself, Julia Hart. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, she's she what was someone you? who was who was very uninteresting and has yes. now suddenly become very interesting. Yes. Uh the the year that she has had uh, she won everybody over with the when is she gonna turn? When is she gonna turn? And you know, we've speculated, we believe that they waited it out because of injuries and whatnot. It did go on a little too long, but we got 
we, we got to have our cake and eat it too that night that she turned. Finally, it was so vindicating. Julia Hart in the House of Black. It was great. Still is great. Yeah, and uh, I didn't expect her to take on like a quasi-leadership role in House of Black, but she sort of is, and I like that. I love it. I think it's super cool because I, I agree. Like, he's like, obviously like Malachi's the, the ringleader, blah, 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 blah. But now she's like starts off promos. She's the first person you see when they turn the lights on for the entrance. Like, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. I, yeah. I, I love she's it. doing great. De- definitely. I, I 100% agree with this. She's doing great. Yeah. She's, uh, She's on the right track and she's wrestling again. She, she had a match last night on dark. So I hope to see her. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to complain. Like I, I like what she's doing with house of black, but I'd like to see her wrestle a little more on, on the national television, not just the YouTubes. Yeah. And she has a new hat. <laughs> and she has a new hat. Her and Jake Hader need a hat. Match. <laughs> like put, put both their hats on poles or something. Yeah. yeah. Just have them. <laughs> Like it could even be like a debate on who loves their hat more. Like uh, <laughs> obviously, like you know, Jake couldn't wrestle her. He's he's an MMA fighter. He's right. Like, oh, she's a little cheerleader. Right. But like she could probably debate him. Like, right. <laughs> like yeah, just have him debate on who loves her hat more. And whose whose hat is going to get damaged first? Because at some point, someone's going to attack a hat. Right. That's <laughs> like... true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, jo- Julia Julia Hart. She is. I, I still think they dropped the ball. It should be Julia Blackheart. Come on. It writes yeah, itself. That does write itself. You're right. Uh, but whatever. We're going to, you know, I actually even like when it, when she was uh, like officially in the house, like I kept tweeting at her, it should be Julia Blackheart. Like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't even read him. I'm also, uh, I also <laughs> like that she's not with Pillman anymore and nothing against him. Just it really confused me in my mind that there was a Pillman and a heart, but she's not a heart. Like she's not the yes. heart. She, like, yes. it was it was very to me it was confusing that like no she she's a heart her name is spelled h-a-r-t but she's not a heart she's a different yes. heart like it was <laughs> it was odd yes yeah she's not one of the hearts she's yes a heart <laughs> yes but yeah i agree great great year for her so uh, let's let's hear my number two and i've talked about her at length already so we don't really need to is jamie hater um ah, she's okay she's another person who's we're talking about reinvention a lot and we're talking about getting themselves over. She definitely did all of those things. hundred percent. And we talked about her a lot already, so I don't feel like I need to talk about her that much more now, but she is someone who I, at the beginning of the year, if you told me she'd be the champion and she'd be main eventing and she'd be a huge star, I would not have believed you. And that's not a knock on her ability. I just, the position she was in didn't make me think that that's where she was going to go. And she's built this for herself. So She's done a great job. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, she, she was initially my number one, but I did, I made a change. I, I pulled a last minute change right before we got on the air. I'll get there in a minute. Uh, but yeah, yeah I debated, but I debate, I debated her putting her number one too, just cause she's had such a good year, but I did. yeah. And, but the reason I took her off is cause I figured I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I better make an amends here. Cause I bet you he's it. She, She's going to be on his list. So I'm <laughs> glad I did. <clears throat> um, I, I agree. Um, there's nothing negative to say about Jamie Hayter. <clears throat> excuse me. About Jamie Hayter. And especially this year. I mean, like you said. With the 
two, three, four minutes of TV time she was getting, she made every minute count and literally won the entire audience over. Uh, yeah. And I mean, people started was... cheering for her at first because she was like going, you know, and kind of on a falling out with Brit. So like people right. cheered for her, but like she took advantage of that and then like built on it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she's not just that she doesn't get cheers just because she's not Brit Baker. Now she gets cheers for being Jamie Hayter. Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, there, there's nothing else you could say. Like shit's just, it's, it's been a heck of a run and let's just let's hope it stays. Yeah. I, I dig it. Um, on to my number two for the men. And this, this all came about because of a tweet from about, I don't know, seven, eight months ago. My number two is Wheeler Yuta. And all right. That goes because somebody who doesn't watch the product, who only watches the other product, complained that somebody named Wheeler Yuta was getting television time. And why would you put someone like that on television? Because what's this, this person done? And just the simple response was, well, if it's going to make you mad, don't watch the product. And second, you put them on TV to create the character so right. they can have a job. And if you don't understand that, I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, like someone was actually mad that Wheeler Yuta was on television. And Spe- speaking of which, did you hear and- that Booker T was saying that like she doesn't think he doesn't think it's a good name? It's not a championship name, Wheeler Yuta. Well, I, I'm sorry that his parents named him. Isn't that his real name? <laughs> I don't think. No, I don't think it's his real name. But oh, okay. It's his rest. Like Booker T's. I looked it up because I had to remember. Booker T said, "I'm thinking about guys from an overall perspective, and one thing I, th- I think about is champion. I'm thinking about this kid who's like, I've got to be champion. And the first thing I think about does Wheeler Yuta sound like a championship name? You know, that's the first thing that jumps out to me. AW champion Wheeler Yuta. He's putting himself beyond the eight ball immediately. And like, why? What's wrong with his name? Yeah, I mean." I thought it was his real name. It's not. Uh, but like, it just sounds like a guy's name. Like, I don't see. Yeah. Like uh, it's also disturbing that he was born in 1996. Jesus God. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like I was more upset about that than, <laughs> than, than, than that was wrong about his name. Wow. Yeah. Like, come on. Booker. I mean, his name is, his, his name is Booker T. His last name. I, is I was T, just going to say. Right. Like that's not a, that's not even a name. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Your last name is just one letter. <laughs> yeah, like re- all kinds of wrestlers. I mean, CM Punk is a dumb name, really. But like, yeah, yeah, all kinds of wrestlers have dumb names, and it, they like his name is The Rock. Like, it doesn't matter. Yes. Like, you get used, you get used to it, and it's like, and you yeah. know, it's just a name. Like, there's nothing. It's not. It's not. It does hard. Not hard to spell. It's not hard to say. Like, it's. I don't know. Yeah. It's a. It's a weird comment for. Wheeler Yuta seems like he gets attacked a lot. And I maybe it's because he's with Mox and Danielson and Claudio. People are like, oh, he doesn't deserve to be there. But like he does. He's he's done a yeah. good job. And yeah, how are they ever going to build anyone new if they're like, oh, we can't put him with people you know? <laughs> right. It's 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 weird. And and it only comes from the people that only watch. Yeah, I mean Booker T is like he works for WWE. He's a wwe shill basically right so yeah but like like i understand that that's what you're used to watching and you're not used to seeing new people like be made 
but why would it bother you that the other company is doing something different? Like, right. I don't get that. Like, yeah, it doesn't bug me that I don't like WWE. I just don't watch it because then it would bother me. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, I'm not going to watch something that makes me mad. Like, I, there's enough in the world that does that. I don't want to do it to myself on purpose. And, and Wheeler <laughs> Yuta, like, he's, he's, he's not John Moxley or Brian Danielson, obviously, right. but he's, in a better position than he was a year ago. He's building a character. 100%. He's building it. You know who he is now. He's like building himself up. And I don't know why anyone would be upset at that. It's weird. Yeah. It's and like, I don't know. I don't know. But that's why he's my number two, because he made some random dude's day. <laughs> just be for existing. I mean, that's pretty badass. If you ask me. Nice. I like it. <laughs> All right. You're All right. Awesome. My number one woman wrestler of the year. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Great. I think she's she's done. She reminds me a lot of how Mox carried the interim title when things were kind of down. Um, she was supposed to be seemingly pretty obviously, she's supposed to be actual women's champion. She's probably supposed to beat Thunder Rosa right. and uh be real women's champion, but she became interim women's champion, carried that really well, made it mean something to the point where when they just declared it the real title everyone agreed like she had right. done totally. such a good job with it um she isn't you know a, the greatest in promos but she is getting there she's doing a lot better um her in-ring ability is excellent uh her selling is great she like she looks like she's first of all really hurting people but i know she's not yeah and she looks like she's really getting hurt half the time but i, I you know she's not like she's right she's someone who and this is not about her on TV, but like when she left WWE, she basically left WWE because she wanted to wrestle more and she wasn't wrestling more and just like took like that's we talked about Sheeta like taking a big chance. And like, I'm not saying this is a big as big of a chance as Sheeta took coming to a new country where you don't speak the language. Right. But Tony Storm basically took a pretty guaranteed run in WWE, not as a top person or anything, but like right, right. probably pretty guaranteed run. To be like, no, I think I can do better than that, and just left, and and yeah, knocked out came the to AW and did it. <laughs> yeah, did a great job, and she she could be anywhere on the card. Like she had the you yeah. know we called it Tony Rosa. She was in a tag team and she yeah. did a great job. She could be anywhere on the card, up and down the card, and she could do a great job. She can wrestle basically anyone. She had some of the matches of the year with the um you know Thunder Rosa and and. And things she did with Serena Deeb and like Sheeta, oh. she has natural storylines with people like Sheeta and people like uh, Jamie Hader. Like she's done a great job on basically whatever they've asked her to do, and yeah, that's why she's my Women's Wrestler of the Year, as as she should be. Uh, it's a great pick. I, I totally agree with that pick. Uh, and it was tough for my, when we when we talk about the men's list. It's pretty obvious. I have a pretty obvious number one. Uh, right. The to the Tony Storm and women's wrestler they were was it was closer because there's a lot of people who've done really well. I could have yeah. easily put Jamie Hader in that same role. Um, yeah. But just Tony Storm carried basically when the division was there was a lot of injuries. I mean, Soraya wasn't there yet. Yeah. But uh, you know, Ruby was out. Like she, uh, Thunder Rosa, who they built a lot on, was out. She kind of carried it for a really long time and made it better to the point where now it is one of the highlights of the shows and she, totally. she helped, she helped build it there. So I think she deserves that. 
yeah and the as we said before we started all this like the women's division is hot right now and it's the most improved group i mean they, just in general they all had a heck of a year like yeah for sure that's why it was harder to pick it was harder to yeah. pick because they they all had and not to knock any of them like none of them um but though the women's division in AEW, it was a lot of you know people you didn't really know much about and right. people who yeah they were in wwe but they weren't stars like right. ruby soho or tony storm or athena like they yeah they were in wwe they were but they weren't top of the card they weren't main event level talent there and right. they came to AEW and became main event level talent and like brought everyone else up with them yeah yeah they they basically <laughs> like you know not not trying to disrespect wwe here but they basically did the women's revolution in the other company <laughs> yeah and they've done a, an incredible job at it and they brought like yeah. the fact that they brought everyone up with them like tony like the whole division as a whole is raised up in the last yeah. year like it's totally. not like and this is not a knock on Britt baker but like the first couple of years of aw like they elevated Britt baker and jade and that was it like they were yeah they were the two and that's fine because they're both really good so I get, but like now it seems like kind of everyone's coming up all at once yeah. and it's, it's really good. It's very good. So good. Uh, I, it's, it's, it was fun to watch. Uh, like it was a very organic thing with the whole division and it, it, it didn't happen overnight either. Like, but it, was yeah, and it didn't have watch. like a Stephanie McMahon come out and go, now we're having a women's revolution. Like they just kind of, no, they just did it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they put their nose to the grindstone and did it. Yeah. It and was... like I said, I, I based a lot of this on who's just, I think the most entertaining. And I think she's yeah one of the most entertaining. And I, I mean, I can't disagree with that. And it's weird, man, great, great minds think alike. It's weird that you picked, Tony Storm is your number one because, like I said, I initially had Jamie Hayter, but my number one was her tag team partner, Thunder Rosa. There you <laughs> go. Uh, I is I think she had a heck of a year. Uh, her when she won that title at the uh, um, uh, well, St. Patrick's uh, Day, St. Patrick's Day, yeah, yeah St. Patrick's Day Slam. <laughs> That was that was just something special. That was a moment. You know, AEW creates moments, and that was a moment. Like, you know, that was all the years of indie wrestling coming to an end and her being vindicated for putting the time in. And unfortunately, she got hurt and had to lose the title that way. But uh, she had a heck of a year. It was Yeah, she really did. She had some great matches. It's another unfortunate thing is like the whole – like we talked about the women's division coming up a lot of them were injured or not there when she was champion right. so she she kind of ended up with like she was like the last champion they had before it all kind of all came together yes yeah so she still and... had great matches she still had like like she had a really good series of matches with a lot of people but like oh, she won't yeah. be she won't be given the credit as much as some of the other ones will when i think she really deserves that credit deserves it i i agree she does it's actually it. it reminds me a bit of soraya page in wwe because she i mean right now when they talk about the women's revolution they talk about you know the four horsewomen becky and sasha and charlotte and mm -hmm. bailey right but page was there you know just 
two years before or something like she did it. She was there kind of on her own when it was still not uh, respected, when it was still not respected and still not gotcha. being treated that well. And she kind of, you know, pushed her way in and then everyone else followed. And Thunder Rosa seems kind of like that. Like she was not that she pushed her way in, but she was like right, right before it became a big thing. She was there. Very, very interesting. Very cool, though. Yeah, and she um, has a great year. She had like her matches. She had some matches with with uh, Serena Deeb that were excellent. Matches. Oh, those were off the hook. Yeah, those were. Man, it's like where did this year go? Like that seems like it happened yesterday, and we're like last March. Jesus, yeah, almost, <laughs> like we're approaching March again. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, when she whenever she comes back, it's gonna be great. Like she's gonna join a division that's she could have so many great matches with so many people there now. Like it's gonna be oh, really yeah. exciting. I'm her, just, her and Jamie Hayter, her and Tony Storm are going to have some really, really good matches. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, give me Thunder Rosa and, you know, Soraya, Soraya, sorry, uh, all day. I would yeah. love to see that. They're, yeah, she could have so many good matches with people. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that she got hurt when she did, but she's going to come back and I feel like she, she'll come back and fish as strong. Absolutely. And Absolutely. she'll be in a position now where she has, I mean, she has built in feuds with, you know, right. Jamie Hader and Tony Storm and, you know, a few other people, she could just slot right back in there. So, yeah. Yeah. She wants that belt back. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Good well, pick. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you're number one man of the year. Did we man skip my also. number two man? I feel like I didn't oh, talk yes, about we did. We, Sorry. We, yeah, we did. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I feel right like right we're to... behind. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, went... I think I messed up the timing. Um, yeah. Sorry. My number two, uh, yes. MJF. Oh, okay. Good, good. Pick. And and I don't feel like I need to talk that much about MJF, but right. one thing that I've I've mentioned repeatedly on the podcast is that his promos as MJF since coming back from his you know hiatus are different. Oh yeah, they're they're totally not just like yeah. him taking. And Ricky Starks pointed out like he always takes the low hanging fruit, right? Get, get yeah. his it's easy to like make fun of a, a city and their sports teams, right? That's an easy yeah. way to get people to boo you. And he still does it sometimes, but just he has a more well-rounded character. He has a more well-rounded personality. And whereas before you could be like, oh, he's good on the mic, but he also goes for like, you know, cheap heat. Now he's good on the mic, but he like builds stories. He builds angles. He he has a, a character that's unlike really any wrestling character you've seen where he yeah he's like a smarmy <laughs> jerk he's like you know like like a, a jbl type guy where he's like a smarmy mm-hmm. jerk who like doesn't want to fight but he's like he's not entirely bad right he has he has some good qualities he like was missed you know he feels like he was mistreated as a child or he was like left behind as a child or like made fun of or had a rough time getting into wrestling like he has some good qualities that make you kind of feel for him even though he's also a terrible person it's like oh yeah it's it's really layered and it's really cool yeah it's it's the most like i i mean obviously i don't know him personally but it seems to be like the most like stone cold gimmick like yeah that is just him but turned way up like, and it's like I, the shades of like Austin was not a good even as a, as a character was not a good person right like he was right. he was doing like just causing chaos right but you cheered for him right but like right. so M- MJF is like he's not he's a jerk he acts like a jerk but 
does he have kind of a right to act like a jerk? Like he was, if he was mistreated as a kid or he was had a hard time getting into wrestling, like, yeah, it makes like, sense. It makes sense why he's kind of, why he's got the chip on his shoulder. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's been really good. Wonderful. I, and I, and I totally agree. Now, remember I texted you the other day and I said, you're my number one. Yes. <laughs> I think you're going to be, you're not going to be mad, but, uh, Anyway, where's it? You know, my my wrestler of the year in the men's division, Danhausen. All and, right, okay. And obviously <laughs> not due to do his wrestling skill, but getting what he deserved. You know, everyone uses the term to get give the people their flowers while they're still with us. He deserves his flowers because he worked his butt off as this character who is now on national television where literally you can just pick the Danhausen shirts. You can count them on your screen because there's so many. Yeah. Like he is making money in the wrestling business, not being a wrestler, but signed as a wrestler. <laughs> it's the most genius thing. <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't expect it to get over like it has, but it has. Because it, it is technically such like a WWE. It's a character. Right. And it's stupid. But yeah, it's like it's so like amazing. it's really it's really stupid. I think <laughs> you can tell that he really idolizes Conan O'Brien because I remember Conan yes. O'Brien saying before that like one of the things he always tried to do, and it's a hard thing to do, but when you do it, it works. Is really smart, stupid things. Yeah, <laughs> and that's Dan has it. Like yeah. the things he does are clever, but they're also really dumb, right? Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah. it's. I mean. But they're it, also clever. It, like he's not just being yes. stupid. Like he's yeah, it's yeah. great. I mean, he is. It's a, he's a real life Simpsons character. Yeah, he really is. Like it's it's Homer Simpson levels of genius. Like even like the little know. things where like they had that the you know the stuff with Mark Henry before on Rampage. <laughs> First of all, oh. I mean, anytime they interject in that, that's hilarious. It's but the there was like ever. the one most recently when they have they were teaming with Dustin Rhodes and Dan Housen was just staring at him the whole time like he wasn't <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. yeah it was it, he's so good and it's like he just deserves it like yeah the money that he is making on t-shirt sales and I mean he is going to be a staple with this company for as long as he wants to be there in my opinion. Yeah, and you're right, he's not a wrestler so he can do it for however long, right? right? Like he doesn't have to be he could be 50 years old and still be Dan Hasen. like Yeah, and he's going to be like he is going to make people laugh forever. Like he is going to transcend wrestling eventually. Like he is going to be in with Conan O'Brien making a cartoon or something. Yeah. Like he's going to have to be. Uh, it's but this year, like, you know, introducing so many people to him, like via the internet, who don't even watch wrestling, who now love Danhausen, <laughs> it's I, I just think it's great because he deserve he transcends wrestling. Like, you know, Danhausen is the guy. I think Ricky Stark said it on like one of Sammy's vlogs or something one time. He was like, Danhausen is literally the new Hulk Hogan because he is the person that everybody's mom knows. Right. Yeah. Like everybody knows Dan Housen now. So it, it, that is a good analogy. I mean, obviously he's not as big as Hulk Hogan, but you could, 
walk up to someone that doesn't watch wrestling and say Hulk Hogan. And they're like, oh, that guy. But right. it's getting to the point now you could say Dan House. And they're like, oh, is that the guy from the internet? Like, they yeah. at least heard the name. Right. So, yeah, Dan Housen's my my wrestler. Man, uh, male wrestler of the year. Excuse me. I like that. One of the words. I like Thank that. You. Mine is obvious. Um, I've talked about it before. It's John Moxley. Um, yeah, he's yeah. Again, he's that's where mine would have been too. <laughs> he's I don't know how you could knock John Moxley at this point. Like he's done. Yeah, he's done more than anyone could have asked in the ring, yeah. out of the ring. Like <laughs> he was. <laughs> he reminds me of uh, in Clerks, where the guy's just like, I was not even supposed to be here today. Be like here it's today. that's yeah. It's John Mock. Like he wasn't supposed to do any of this. He wasn't supposed <laughs> to be like champion twice. He wasn't supposed to have like no. He, like, but he does it, and you know he yeah. likes to do it. And like, yeah, he's. We've talked about him so much that I don't know how much we more we need to talk about him. But like, he's, he's he's AEW at this point. Like, yes, Hangman is one of the guys who maybe the fans identify with the most as a character. So maybe to the fans. I, I hang as an analogy, Hangman is the AEW fans, I would say. Like he's the representation of us. He yeah. he's not perfect, he has flaws, but he works hard and he likes to wrestle and he wants to do well. Right. Like that's he's he's us. But John Moxley is AEW, like as the company. He's his whole story. He left WWE. He showed up at the first pay-per-view on AEW. Like no one, he took a chance on this when no one else other than Jericho really took a chance on this. Um, he's more than delivered in everything he's done. And this year we're like, yeah, he's, he wasn't supposed to be here. He wasn't supposed to do any of this. He didn't think twice. And like when they, all the stuff happened to all out, they can't, John Moxie came out and cut a promo being like, everything's going to be fine. And we're all like, Oh yeah, it is. And just like, he's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's done so much and the fact that he re-signed now as a you know producer he's doing producing stuff more he's helping young talent more like and i'm not saying he yeah. brought renee in because she makes her own choices but the fact that he's there probably encouraged renee to join so Absolutely. the fact that she's there makes AEW better so yeah he's my wrestler of the year and you know i, I couldn't agree more like like i told you i a little different route for that reason uh you know, it, Mox was like the workhorse of AEW. I mean, he was, as you just said, everywhere, doing everything. And basically, you know, you can believe if what happened was real or not, or part of the plan or not part of the plan. But regardless, he did it. Yeah, and, and either way, like Punk getting injured both times was not planned, exactly. right? Like Punk hurting yeah. his leg, Punk hurting yeah. his arm now. Like whether or not anything else was planned, like Punk's injuries weren't planned and he exactly. he stepped up. Yeah, I totally stepped up. And uh, it's like you said, he was probably like happy. Like, yes. Yeah. I get to wrestle more. I get to wrestle more, yeah. And Renee's like, no, yeah. just go on a vacation. He's like, no, yeah. I have to wrestle more. Yeah, come on. Like, it, it, and then now the poor woman's not going to get one because now he now she works there. But yeah. yeah, but now she has, now she has to be able to work every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just like everything yeah. he's done with like Eddie Kingston and Blackpool Combat Club and CM yeah. Punk and like he can work with anybody. He wrestles. He wrestles matches. He doesn't need to wrestle. We you mentioned it like him and Darius. They don't need to be you know yeah <laughs> suplexing each other on concrete, but he concrete. does it. <laughs> 
he 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 did the he got Sammy rip his earring out. Like none of this needs to oh. happen. He just like uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. And he he had a heck of a honestly like the last six months. He's he did more in the last six months than most people in wrestling do in a year. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I mean, do think you know when, when Punk came back and they had the reunification thing and, and uh Moxie won and it, everyone was really surprised. I was really surprised. Um yeah. And I I believe when people are saying, Oh, they wanted to have either he pushed for it or didn't push for it, they wanted him to win just to solidify him that he actually was AEW champion that time. And yeah he deserved that. Like he it's, it would be unfortunate if that rain just didn't count because he had to really, he did a really uh, yeah. good job with it. So yeah, they're, they clearly respect him as much as he respects the company. Like he's a guy who maybe he'll go to WWE when he's retired to get inducted to the hall of fame with the shield or something along those lines. Um, but he's a guy who he's AEW. like he's, yeah, he's, He's a lifer, I think. And he's yeah, definitely. And, he's... and he wants to build it. He wants to grow it. This is what you can tell. This is what he's always wanted to do and didn't get a chance to do anywhere else. Um, yeah. Kind of like take a company on his, on his back and just carry it. Like that's what he's doing. And he's doing an excellent job. Yes, he is. And, uh, and, and speaking uh, of me thinking things are works, complete, so not really, yeah. not really on topic, but how I, you know, have it. I've yeah. mentioned a bunch before that I thought Cody was a work. So if we had a podcast yeah. at the time, there'd be me being like, no, Cody's coming back. This is all a lie. <laughs> um, when he left WWE, I was 100% that it was a work. 100%. Oh, be- wow. Because they like issued a thing being like, he's chosen to no longer sign with the company. I'm like, they never do that. Like, why would they do that? That was weird. I forgot god about that so i was sure it was a work that he was going to leave and come back with like a new character like that was just their way of right because they never announce when someone leaves the company like that's never that never happens right so i was sure that that was a work and he was gonna be back but i'm glad it wasn't because he's done great things in AEW. yes yes he has uh and if anyone ever had any doubts you know i'll Obviously, you don't watch the product because, like I said, in the past six months, he's done more than most do in a year. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he missed part of the year, right? He still, yeah, he still had an amazing year. Yeah. And I mean, and it's not over. Like, he still has matches <laughs> right before the end of the year. I mean, yes. Yeah. He doesn't slow down. He like, yeah, he like not even in AW, he just wrestles matches, he doesn't need to. Like he goes to GCW, <laughs> he goes to Japan, he like they had to write in his contract that like you can't just do every indie match you because like he would. He <laughs> he would. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be like the only indie he'd be the only person to no show AEW to wrestle like in a fire hall somewhere. Right. In front of like 200, <laughs> 200 you know, twenty guys in a match yeah. against someone you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah yeah like i'll be at tv next week tony i really have to do this. <laughs> i have to do this match this i've respected this guy for years like who is this guy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the guy's a volunteer fireman six days a week <laughs> and only wrestles on sundays but John. mox watched some of his matches on youtube yeah like and now he has to he has to wrestle him yeah i yeah, can definitely I see that <laughs> again nothing is volunteer fireman y'all are awesome like, <laughs> on the line uh, that was a very bad analogy. Like people that <laughs> do things for free and it involves can involve dying. So yeah, that was a poor analogy, but you get my drift. Point taken. <laughs> yes. 
Um, well, uh, is there anything else to add? Because we're going to do predictions next week, and then we'll do uh, predictions, and then we'll do like best moments, match of the year, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, it's so, going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Stay tuned. Um, and again, it'll be uh, next Thursday. Uh, it seems to be our new schedule, and we seem to like it. So you guys haven't complained. So thank yes. you. Yes, and thanks again. <laughs> For everyone listening, hopefully everyone's warm and safe and not in a storm. Yes. Um, uh, and happy holidays to everyone. Yes, happy holidays. Uh, stay safe. Uh, my house is physically shaking right now because it is that <laughs> windy. Seriously, like <laughs> the past few moments, I was looking at. I kept seeing something out of the corner of my eye. And I looked, it was my Christmas lights actually shaking. Oh wow! On the, yeah, on the on the uh, tree. And so, before we go, we have a website. EliteCityPod.wordpress.com. We're not sure what we're allowed to link to on Twitter anymore, um, yeah, or if we are allowed true. to use Twitter anymore. <laughs> but yes. EliteCityPod.wordpress.com. You can find out ways to listen to our podcast, where to follow us, where to, you know, send us emails. You can do everything. So, and it is way nicer than the AW website. We're just gonna. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyways, that seems to be all that's on the on the table this week. So, uh, again, uh, stay safe, everyone. It's going to get nasty out there. Stay warm. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy your time with your friends. Eat a lot. Drink a lot. But you probably shouldn't drink a lot. That's poor. That's my second poor advice. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't drink a lot. Uh, eat a lot. Drink moderately. <laughs> and watch wrestling uh have a happy holiday um wonderful time uh rick happy holidays my friend thank you uh, same to you and we'll be back thank you. for one more one more podcast this year one more podcast this year we'll, we'll see y'all next week until then later <laughs> <laughs>